and over one million of, of you have uh, in 2019 and now in 2020. Well, that's Justin Cousart right there. Yep. I like this because I don't have to <laughs> do anything here. Like, this this chill, is the best man. show ever. I'm just chilling. Yeah, well, you, well, believe me, we'll blame you for everything that's that fine. goes wrong. Uh, and uh, it's been that kind of week, so I hope everybody's on their toes. Scott, by the way, is producing back there, and you hear him sometimes on the show. We appreciate Scott being out there. Somebody run Scott some food over the next three hours for all the work he's doing by himself uh, back there. But once again, we'll talk about the year and what it's been like, but this will not be – uh, nauseating in that regard. I don't want to go over the top with that stuff. In commercial breaks uh, with our studio audience, uh, you could have registered on ESPN690.com to be a part of the studio audience and uh, or come visit us at some of the locations for tickets. And we'll have some giveaways, including a grand prize at the end. And the grand prize question, which some of you obviously already know, and this isn't for the outsiders listening on ESPN690.com or anywhere else, and I'm sorry, but we wanted to reward some of the folks that uh, that jumped in on here on a Friday night. How many times did we say Jags, Jaguars, or some kind of, you know, Jags? Slang, yeah. 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 In the course of the last year. And we have a computer system that we can kind of punch those words in, and it tells us how many times we said it from three to six during the course of the year. So that will be the grand prize closest to the pin. The winner will get a Gardner Midshoe signed jersey, tickets to a lot of different places, including Orlando Magic and Milwaukee Bucks. Which watch out because Austin either wants might to go be with you, you for those, or yeah. he'll steal them. And if he's fighting you for anything, my money's on him. <laughs> or I'm just going to ask you nicely for the tickets. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, it's going to be a fun show. Stu got scheduled to join us. Uh, he's actually in Mexico. We thought he'd join us around 3:30. He might call in a little quicker than that. So uh, we'll be ready for that whenever he can. And the reception he says is just okay. We'll try to have fun with Stu Gotch. You listen to him in the morning, uh, 10 to 1 with Dan Levitard show right here on ESPN 690. And a little bit later, Jack Del Rio, who for me and for us was kind of one of the poignant moments of year one. If you listen to us in the summer, celebrating the Jaguars 25 seasons back in June, we had like a different Jags alum on every single day. And one of them was Jack Del Rio, and he was awesome. We had a great time with him. But he also kind of helped us go viral. He did. Because he brought up that quote about Blaine Gabbert and that he was at the lunch line, basically like so many of you are right now, and uh, the buffet table, and didn't even know the Jaguars were on the clock uh, taking uh, Blaine Gabbert. So he's going to visit with us, of course, now. Well, he's with the Washington Redskins. And it's going to be super awkward talking to him, too, because part of me wants to put in my job application to be like a defensive assistant in Washington, even though we're on the radio show right now. So I'm going to like casually, passive-aggressively be like, hey, Jack, you know, uh, I've always believed in stopping the run, running the football. What's up, man? What's yeah. up? He's I'm just kidding. Austin's always looking for a way out or the no, next thing, man, just no, in case. I mean, we end up making it a year. We'll see what happens in two years. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> that's probably not a bad idea. Mike Golick Jr. scheduled to join us as well. You listen to him in the morning on Golick and Wingo. Uh, Mike Golick Jr. coming up, I think, in the 5 o'clock hour. So we're going to have a lot of fun. But let's do what we do. Let's talk a little sports. Sure. And we are heading into a huge weekend in the NFL, the Final Four. Uh, we'll talk Jags in just a bit about the offensive coordinators with some names now being thrown out there. But these two games are good games. I said it yesterday on the show, San Francisco-Green Bay, you put that in any decade. Doesn't matter how old you guys are right now, you'd say, San Francisco-Green Bay, that sounds like a pretty good game. And for the most part, it would be a pretty good game, and I think this one's going to be a pretty good game. I just don't know how good San Francisco is, man, and if your guy and all your Wisconsin folks on Wisconsin uh, (laughs) can, can come up big. Never count out Aaron Rodgers, but 
they are seven and a half point underdogs. Yeah, they are seven and a half point underdogs. And usually when I break these games down, if you guys have been listening, I've been wrong pretty much in every single game. So basically what I'm going to say here, I'll probably bet the opposite if you are in the betting money. But from my perspective, it's like Brent. You can't count Aaron Rodgers out at all, and I understand that. And much to the chagrin of all my family, my friends back home, where they're going to say I'm going to badmouth the Green Bay Packers, I just feel like San Francisco can beat you in so many different ways. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. They play fantastic defense overall right now. I think they're the best all-around team in the NFL. And when we're talking playoffs, you know, when turnovers happen, when things kind of go against the grain a little bit and, you know, these these sudden changes happen on the field, you want a team that can kind of do it all. And and in my opinion, especially at home, you know, in their their house basically, um, I feel like San Francisco can kind of do everything. You know, I was thinking of this today, and I don't know if we talked about this a bunch, and maybe others have said it. We don't break down these games for days and days and hours and hours, but we did a little bit yesterday couple of segments and then i was thinking more about san francisco because yesterday i kind of compared them to lsu yeah where i'm just not sure you can throw anything at them i'm not sure you're going to stop them because they can beat you in a low scoring game with the defense i think uh, shanahan is really good I, I don't love garoppolo the way other people love garoppolo but he certainly can be effective and he can have those kind of games and shanahan while i i don't like to throw around the word genius he's very bright from an offensive play calling standpoint so i think that combination could be very effective even in a shootout kind of game. We saw it with New Orleans. My point here is they remind me of the 2017 Jaguars because of their defense. That defense now, if you listen to people talk about it, they're talking about it like the Jaguars were talked about in 17. It's epic. Like, oh, boy, man. Look at everybody talking about defense. Passing league, quarterbacks, everybody talks about that. But in 17, if you remember the conversation this kind of week, going into the AFC Championship game, everybody was talking about their defense. The difference is... San Francisco, in my opinion, might have that better offensive mind, and they obviously have what has proven out to be a better quarterback. How good he is in Jimmy Garoppolo, we don't know. But he's more reliable than Blake Bortles. I think we know that. They're going to trust him more than this football team and franchise, especially in that fourth quarter back in 17, trusted Blake Bortles to get it done. So they remind me of San Francisco uh, of the Jags, this 2019 incarnation of San Francisco. How close do you think they are? Like the Jags, I think, I think that's a very accurate assessment, you know. And when you break down the Jaguars, listen, I'm a defensive line guy, right? I'm a defensive line junkie. And if you go back to 2017, they had a legit defensive line, right? Whether it was Dante Fowler coming off the bench, obviously Yannick Ngakwe playing at a high level, Clayus Campbell playing at an all pro level. You had uh, Malik Jackson, you know, was coming off the bench a little bit in those pass rush situations, doing a fantastic job. The difference between that defensive line and this year's defensive line, it's simple. Back in 2017, you could rush four people. You had four defensive linemen that could get the job done. If you remember watching the preseason games, if you remember watching you know, the first quarter of the Jaguar season this year, they could not rush four guys for whatever reason. They had Josh Allen. They had Yannick Ngakwe. They had Clayus Campbell. But for whatever reason, those guys weren't getting home. They had to send blitz packages and things like that. And, you know, it's funny on defense and offense because on offense you want to think about, all right, well, what's the brand new thing? Like, what's the next thing? A lot of emotion. Are we going like the motion, the jet motion? Are we going like the quarterback options? And on defense, it can be the same thing. Are we blitzing over here? Are we blitzing over here? But traditionally, usually how the NFL works, especially on defense, the more basic stuff you run, especially in the playoffs, the better you're going to be. If you watch San Francisco and their defense right now, 
they just rush four guys pretty much every single play. And guess what? They get home every single time. And rushing four guys, that means you can drop more guys into coverage, and that's where they've been so successful. Well, listen, uh, every defensive coordinator, doesn't matter what scheme you run, like you just said, would sign up for rushing four guys so you don't have to send any other help. And and they've been able to do it. Other teams have. Seattle over the years have been able to do it. The Eagles did it, I believe, for the most part, even though that game was a shootout in the Super Bowl. Uh, Moose, you were there, right? That's right. Moose was here. Moose was here. Moose was there. Moose is everywhere. Moose is everywhere. Uh, We absolutely love it that he's here, too. Uh, But, you know, every if you can rush four, you're you're great, Mm -hmm. usually, on the defensive side, and you can get home. Uh, Scott, thanks for helping us out. Uh, Stu Gotts is all the way down in Mexico. We'll pick up the NFL playoffs in just a bit. But we've got him on the line right now, so we want to jump in. You hear him, of course, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on ESPN 690, Monday through Friday. Hello, Stu Gotts. What's up, man? Hello, guys. What's going on? Calling in from Mexico. How are you? From Mexico, which is fantastic. You have to tell us what you're doing, but just so you know who you're talking to, and I know you probably have a lot going on, uh, Brent Martineau, <laughs> Austin Lane, uh, ESPN 690 in Jacksonville. You were one of the first guys that called us when this show started in week number one, and you said, hey, just make sure they give it a year. Guess what, buddy? We made it a year. You made it a year. Happy anniversary. By the way, I knew who I was on with, and I knew what city I was on with, but thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. I set the bar so low that you guys don't think I know who I'm talking to. Come on. Hey, there's a lot of tequila uh, but, in Mexico, man. Yeah, man. So I come down here every year. I love the Grateful Dead, uh, Dead and Company. They do a, a concert event down in Mexico uh, every year, and so uh, me and my family come down, and so we're just... Uh, we're just kind of chilling out right now and enjoying the weekend, man. It's a lot of fun. Uh, good for you, and thanks for taking a minute or two uh, on a little bit of a vacation. We appreciate that. Uh, has it gotten down to Mexico just about the start of your bowl season and the record? I mean, are people still talking about that uh, in your picks? <laughs> yes, even in Mexico. Internationally, they're talking about it. It's funny because, guys, I'm telling you, I was having an historic season. Like, I, you know, since week six, I was at like a 70% winning clip. For the year, I was at like 60-some-odd percent. No one was calling me then. Levitard certainly wasn't promoting it then. It wasn't until I reached O and I think 12 to start the bowl season that people start really paying attention. And Levitard ruined the vacation I was on then. But it's funny, when I was winning, and that kind of fits with our show, when I was winning, no one was calling me. When I was 14 straight, I was getting calls from, uh, you know, the Action Network, our own, <laughs> our own gambling shows. Uh, all of a sudden, people wanted to talk to me. But, yes, they are mocking me here in Mexico for my own 14 start. <laughs> Stu Gotts, what's up, man? Austin Lanier, how you doing? Hey, Austin, how are you, man? Happy I'm, anniversary, thank man. You, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. So I talked to you about a year ago, and you were the, one of the, like, the very first interviews that I ever you know, conducted. And I asked for your advice because it was my first time ever really doing a radio gig. I was definitely fresh to this game. I had no idea what I was doing, and I just wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit and ask for your advice. And I'll never forget what you told me. You said, no matter what happens, just be yourself and be you. And I took that to heart so much that actually that day that you told me that, I found two sticky notes, and I put them on my computer, and you can ask my co-host here. He he can obviously vouch for this. And I, and I said, be yourself, and I said, be you on my sticky notes. And that's something that I've always kind of you know thought when you said that to me, and I appreciate that. So my question to you is, I'm going into year two now. I'm going into season two. I'm trying to do better. Uh, I'm trying to grow. What advice do you have for me now? All right. So being you worked, right? Because you're still there a year later, right? So that has worked. I think you're fine. So it's still working. (laughs) Okay. And so, so we don't want to pivot away from what is working, which is just being yourself. Because as I told you a year ago, 
if you and your personality aren't enough, like there's no reason faking who you are. Your personality has to be enough so you have to walk around living uh, two separate lives, radio personality and who you actually are. So now we're now we're going into year two, and, and so you are seeking advice on how to make it to, to year three. Is that is that is that right? Exactly. <laughs> All right. So 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 continue to be yourself, okay? Just continue to be yourself, and maybe just ratchet it up just a little bit, you know, like a little flair. Like be yourself on steroids, okay? okay. <laughs> like, be your, be yourself on steroids. Try to ratchet it up a little bit. I mean, I, I don't want you to really stray away from the plan because the plan all along, and, and certainly this was the plan uh, for me and Dan, was just to be ourselves. And, and hopefully, you know, we're entertaining enough where the audience will gravitate towards it and like it and love it. And so I think you're doing a good job. I don't want to give you too much, too much in the way of advice other than that because it's simple advice that has that has gotten you through the first year but i would tell you in year two maybe just crank up your personality a little bit um not don't stray away too far from who you are but just crank it up a little bit exaggerate it a little bit and i think god he'll make it to year three man but but just again please stay who you are be yourself that's it it's the best advice i can give anyone getting into this business just be yourself yourself not enough then maybe you have to find another business. Sounds like a plan. I'm going to get a brand new sticky note and put steroids on it. Thank you very much, Stu. I appreciate <laughs> steroids. it. Steroids. Yourself on steroids. Yes. I'm not, listen, I'm not, condoning, the, I'm not condoning the use of steroids. <laughs> no, that's funny. I'm just saying uh, maybe, maybe crank. Well, let me, well, well, hold on. Let me ask your co-host here. What would your advice be to him? No, well, first of all, my sticky note is going to be uh, sign stealing. If, if he's going with steroids. Uh, but uh, first, you got to know a little backstory here, Stu Gatz, and then we'll let you go because I know you're on vacation. We appreciate you checking in. But uh, he doesn't make enough money to not make it to year two. <laughs> I mean, he's just like, there was no question, really. So uh, that that was pretty easy. And easy on the ramp it up. He's a dangerous personality as it is. So uh, we've okay. got to be a little bit careful there. All right, hey, let me get your thoughts uh, on the playoffs real quick. What do you see this weekend, and then we'll let you run. Uh, wow, this is going to be interesting. I, these games are, are really fascinating. Like, San Francisco has been, at least at least in my mind, San Francisco has been the best team in the NFL uh, the entire year. Just top, when you consider everything, defense, Garoppolo's, you know, come up big when he's had to come up big. They have the running game. They've played well against very difficult teams, whether it's on the road or at home. Uh, with all that said, it is hard for me to pick against Aaron Rodgers in an AFC championship game, even on the road, even knowing that San Francisco beat him up pretty good uh, when they played him in the regular season. It is hard for me. Like, I, like just getting this down to the most simplistic terms, like Rodgers, Garoppolo, Rodgers chasing that second ring, trying desperately to get to the Super Bowl, and doing so with a really good running game and a pretty good defense, which, which, is, which is not the norm for Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, I am going to take, and I desperately would love to see Mahomes and and Rogers. So I just the young quarterback, the old quarterback, uh, Chiefs and Packers, like that just feels right, right? Like that just feels like the NFL, and that's the matchup I want to see. I think it's the matchup we're going to see. I am going to take Aaron Rodgers here. I'll take Rodgers over Garoppolo. It's not the Packers over the Niners. It's just Rodgers summoning up one big game to get himself to a. Uh, 
to a Super Bowl and hopefully a second ring. So I'm going to go the uh, the Chiefs here uh, in the AFC, the Packers in the NFC, and I think everyone would be happy with that Super Bowl. Mahomes and Rodgers in the Super Bowl. I know Miami would, and you guys are coming down here. So, uh, yeah, we'll yeah that there. would be a great Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll be yeah. there at the Super Bowl, so we'll see you there as well. Enjoy Mexico, and uh, just for you at our party here, uh, with a live studio audience, we actually have Vita de Luis tequila. So we're thinking of Mexico as well uh, a little bit. So <laughs> go have yourself some. Uh, all right, man. Well, guys, happy anniversary. And I tell you, the second uh, the second we hang up, I am going to be doing shots of tequila. Like, I've been waiting around all afternoon for this interview, and now we're going to hang up, and I'm going to drink tequila for the rest of the weekend, okay? That's Treat awesome. Yourself. And one more thing. This is the year Baselli gets in. And remember, we get all the credit, you and us. Yeah, you, us, but here's the deal. And we have some plans in place, uh, both with our show and our podcast, to help Fazelli get into, a, into his rightful place in the Hall of Fame. Can't make an all-decade team and not be in the Hall of Fame. If he stayed healthy, he was the greatest tackle I've ever seen. If he stayed healthy, I think everyone would have would have thought the same. But we do have some plans in place. And, yes, the three of us will take credit. But I am telling you right now, the introduction speech, that is being made by me. Awesome. Thanks, Stu Gatz. <laughs> we appreciate it. Enjoy the family time. Enjoy the dead. And uh, enjoy the tequila as well. All right, guys. Happy anniversary. I also say that, by the way, about Baselli. Without ever meeting Tony Baselli yet, I feel comfortable enough to say I'm making his introduction. I know he loves your show, so uh, that's a comfy enough uh, <laughs> suggestion to make. See you, man. Have a good one. All right, guys. We appreciate it. Happy anniversary. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you down in Miami. All right. Thank that's you. Stu Gatz. Uh, by the way, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. ESPN 6 9. That's pretty cool that he took the time out uh, to awesome. give us a buzz today. And he was one of our first interviews. And those guys have made it big. If you don't know uh, uh, Dan Levitard and Stu Gatz, the, the Stupidity uh, podcast is like the number one podcast going. So yeah. um, it's really uh, been a successful thing. So hopefully we can get there. See, there are bigger things ahead. Well, and Stu we won't tell the, these guys all that. But yeah, maybe no, for there sure. Are bigger things ahead. There, there's bigger plans. And Stu Gotts has been everywhere, man. I, I literally saw him walk out with probably the biggest UFC card of the year. He, he walked out with a fighter, Jorge Masvidal, was one of the biggest names right now in fighting. That's right. All of a sudden, Stu Gotts is in the background. I'm like, interesting. Yeah. All right. Very cool. We'll talk a little McGregor in just a little bit. Yeah. Maybe you can get in his corner sometime. Hey, this is going swimmingly. We're already over break time. Here on the first segment of the show. That's so we're going to take a break, and uh, when we come back, we're talking more sports. Let's talk that Titans-Chiefs a little bit, and uh, so much more to get to, more interviews to get to. We've got some giveaways here live in studio, and we're not going away on the feed, too, so ask us some questions. Maybe we'll even answer during some of the uh, commercial breaks as well. Thanks to Jumpin' Jack's House of Food. Everybody eating it up over there. Proud sponsor uh, today of our one-year anniversary show. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Hey, Brett Nonson, congrats on one year of being on the radio in Jacksonville. I appreciate you guys always calling on every now and then whenever I need some good, solid Jacksonville information. I always tune into your guys' show on Periscope. Keep crushing it. Keep doing big things. Here's to another good year. Thanks, everybody. We should play like Guess Who That Was. What you got? No, not that came up here and gave me a hug. <laughs> that was Paige Kelton. You're right. This is radio, though, and sometimes TV. So, see, we appreciate that. I like that. Uh, yes, thanks, Miss Paige, for coming up and saying hello and congrats. Um, good to have some of the TV folks up here. And, by the way, that right there who called in to Star Star 690, which you always can do, uh, and that way we can kind of FCC proof everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy needs some FCC proofing who that was. That was oh, Uncle Chaps. Uncle Chaps has been a friend of the program. If you follow him on uh, social media, he's wild and wacky and crazy and, and all that stuff. But uh, big Jags fan and uh, big Duval guy. 
and we've uh, had him on uh, several times. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Coos is up here on the couch. You know, it's great that Stu Gotts called in earlier and gave us all that advice yeah. because I felt like he knew you were on the couch. What do you mean? Like, I felt like this was like a session. Oh, yeah, like a little therapy session? A little therapy about? session okay. for you. Like, yeah. hey, where do I go from here? Like, I'm at a crossroads. Should I go fight <laughs> another fight? Should I go back to the NFL? Should yeah, I keep yeah. doing this radio stuff? No, I hear you there. Stugatz, lead me down the path I should go. Story of my life, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he led you the right way, at least so well, far. Ster- well, I mean, do we establish steroids or not? Because I, th- I think I'm big enough already, man. I don't think I need to do those. Listen, if you have any, I've got a couple of little kids that won't get tested until college. We could use a little boost. So Let's go ahead and burn um, this footage. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. We won't, we won't condone that. Um, hey, speaking of, uh, we're getting to the McGregor fight in a little bit, but I, I don't want to assume everybody who's jumping in and has always listened knows everything about everyone. I'm not giving you my life story, but Austin's is really interesting. I call him the most unique sports personality in town because he, well, he is. I mean, look no. at him. He is. <laughs> but uh, what I'm wearing. Yeah, his background, crazy. especially Wisconsin guy, Murray State, uh, played football there. Gets drafted by the Jaguars in the fifth round back in 2010. Um, lasted longer than Tebow in the league. I did. That's a fun fact. I always like to tell people I lasted longer than Tim Tebow. So <laughs> say, say what you want about that. He was a first-round pick. I was a fifth-round pick. Who, who got their money's worth? I don't know. Just saying. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll hold off. I was going to say something, and then you probably shouldn't say something. Careful. Though, so I didn't. Careful. Uh, then, uh, you know, bounces around a little bit, right? The Chiefs and the Bears and the Lions and... Uh, we told the story yesterday about how you kind of got out, not yesterday, yeah. a couple of days ago, how you got out of the NFL. But now he's uh, fighting in the MMA uh, stuff world. <laughs> and uh, tell him a little bit where you're at with that, uh, a quick yeah. little update, yep. and then we'll talk about the McGregor stuff down the road. We're not going second block UFC McGregor, all right? That's oh, not I how wish, you build man. the show. I was thinking we're going to go wrestling and then no, MMA, but we're, okay. We're, we're going back to football in just a little bit. All you right. wrestling guy, you, you stay out of this for now. <laughs> this one-year anniversary show, I'm not sure we're going wrestling. Maybe Although you can watch uh, WWE tonight on Fox 30. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> nice plug, nice plug. Uh, so a little update about my MMA career. Yeah, I'm hoping to get another fight here in the next couple months or so. Um, obviously, any goal that I set out for myself, I try to achieve the maximum goal possible. So for me, that's to go to the UFC. So that's currently my dream. Um, I've come close a couple times, fell a little bit flat, but I'm still uh, obviously swinging for the fences, no pun intended. And then that's going to be the goal, you know, is uh, is to go to the UFC and make some noise in that and do the best that I can. And hopefully, you know, that works out where I can kind of share that journey, obviously, on the show as well. And hopefully it won't get to the point where Brett makes me too upset where we actually have an altercation. And then maybe I get arrested and I get kicked out of the UFC. So uh, who knows? By the way, we passed a big test this week. Oh, man. Two of them. We were having some technical difficulties over at the PGA Tour Superstore, which we love going out to. But we were like, we were just wrestling with it. And sometimes that's what happens. We've yeah. taken the show on the road 80 times in the first year. And sometimes you wrestle with it. That's just the way it goes. But you did almost punch your laptop. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And quite frankly, I think I was to the point where I almost punched you, and I didn't care the ramifications. <laughs> uh, and then yesterday, really the bigger test, the test of, of keeping your cool in a setting. Yeah. He dropped his Chipotle. Yeah. Just flat. Well, let's all on the floor. Let's tell the whole story. So Brent wanted lunch, and I decided to get Chipotle for both of us, right? So I get Brent the exact same thing that I that I got. And I give it to him. He starts eating it during the show. And obviously, I'm so timed where I have my own time. I like to eat my meal. So it times up with my training. So Brent pretty much ate all his meal first. And he's got a couple bites left. I, I, I hope it was. I, I can't imagine. Should have had some. So I literally get out my burrito bowl, um, drop it on the floor, 
Don't even the get the bottom a fell of, out. Well, the bottom fell out, okay? Because if you listen to the show yesterday, the containers, the, the, Chipotle, the, the, the Chipotle containers are absolutely horrible, okay? Oh, I'm going to lead this in the new revolution. Chipotle rep if just I, walked out the if door. If I'm going to campaign one thing on the show, it's going to be that we replace the Chipotle containers because the bottom, it gets soggy, and it's just like tissue paper. But you love Chipotle. But I love Chipotle. It tastes very good. But anyway, so I literally I'm sitting here with Chipotle on my shoes, which is still probably there, and I'm looking across from me. And here's Brent with a big smile on his face. It just has a full belly of burrito bowl. And I'm just like, you know what? If, if I can make it through this day and if I can make it through this rough patch right here and ride this wave to the shore, I think we're going to be okay. And needless to say, I didn't lose my cool. I remained professional, and we're doing the show today. Yeah, you should so. check out Twitter, and we'll have a little <laughs> surprise for you about the mess you made on the floor. That's coming up a little bit later on, um, <laughs> which even, by the way, sparked your wife to chime in on Twitter, which I had never seen before. So yeah. that's how momentous of a moment this was yeah. uh, yesterday here on our show. So we continue to get milestone after milestone. That oh, yeah. The most angry I've seen you. Uh, and you still held it together and didn't use those registered uh, hands. Yeah. Those are registered weapons, by the way. They are registered because he's a fighter. Well, now, it, and I'm going to be honest, it didn't help for the fact that I woke up this morning to see videos of me spilling the, the Chipotle over and Coos making it was, it was highlight a, it videos was a, of it. Yeah, it was a GIF. It, it was never going to stop happening. It was a GIF. Yep. GIF, sorry. GIF, yeah, yes, GIF, GIF. It's not called a GIF. GIF. It's a GIF. GIF. No, it's, a, it's a GIF, though, right? There's a G. It's all good. Yeah. All right, let's talk sports. Let's uh, talk sports. Titans, Chiefs. Do the Titans have any chance? If you've been listening to the show for a while, or me in general, I can't. It's not that I like only can't stand the Titans. I've become kind of a Jacksonville guy. I guess can't stand the Titans. I just don't ever think they're good, like ever. Like I look at them, I'm like, and I, I, I believe that teams do the same. I believe teams look at them and they don't look flashy, and they look at that film all week and they're like, we got this. I mean, what are they? And then they just go punch you in the mouth, and they find a way to win. And speaking of punching in your mouth, Derrick Henry's been doing a lot of that. Yes. What is going to be the game plan for the Chiefs? I think they're going to stack everybody in that box and say, hey, Tannehill, you've thrown for less than 100 yards in the last two playoffs. Let's see if you and A.J. Brown can beat us and keep up with our offense. I think that's going to be the game plan, but we'll see. First of all, is there any Titans fans in here right now? Eject them. Nice, nice job. Security. Security is coming through in the clutch. I yeah, like the security. I like it a lot. Hey, we vetted the people that were coming in here, at least to a degree. The only question we asked, are you a Titans fan? See, <laughs> see the, 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 the whole Titans uh, year this year, it, it's, been kind of, it's been kind of a love-hate relationship, right? Because I played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I had that rivalry ingrained in me. Um, they kicked our butts, I think, every single year that I played for the team. So I don't have a lot of love for the Tennessee Titans. That hasn't Titans. stopped. Yeah. And, and to me, they're almost like, to me, they're like the stepfathers of the NFL teams, right? Like, I may not like them, but I respect them, okay? And I respect what the Tennessee Titans do from the standpoint of they share my number one philosophy of football. You run the ball and you stop the run. And the Tennessee Titans have done that in spades this year. Um, well, to get back to Brent's point of, well, yeah, you stack the box, you stop Derrick Henry. That's all hunky-dory, and that's what ideally what you want to do, obviously, because the Chiefs' plan is going to be to come out there, fire the ball up in the air, and make it a fast-scoring game, you know, an up-tempo kind of game, because Tennessee plays very slow. At the same time, though, if you break down the Patriots' footage when they played them in the playoffs, if you break down the Ravens' footage, both teams try to stack the box, and both teams couldn't stop Derrick Henry. So there's nothing more frustrating on defense when you plan all week. Like, yeah, Derrick Henry, we got to stop him. we got to stop him. All right, coach, I got it, I got it. But there's nothing more frustrating, there's, must, there's nothing more heartbreaking than going through that whole game plan, planning to stop Derrick Henry. You have the plan in place, and guess what? 
you can't do it because he's just that good. And that's what Derrick Henry brings to the table. And that's what Derrick Henry, in my opinion, could bring to Kansas City as well. Now, is he going to get some of his yards, you know, those 20-yard rushes? Absolutely. The, the key, though, is the game-breaking things like Brent Man- mentioned. When you stack the box, when they go with Ryan Tannehill in the play action, don't let A.J. Brown beat you. Don't let, you know, J- Jonu Smith, who kind of came out of nowhere, don't let Jonu Smith yeah. beat you. Um, if Derrick Henry is going to beat you, so be it, because I think the Chiefs have the offense to keep up with them, obviously. Yeah, it'll be a very interesting game plan. That that theory right there is the old like, Bobby Knight theory, yeah. where he used to say, hey, you can get one guy to score 50 points, but if nobody else is going to score and beat us, then that 50 points isn't going to beat us. So it's kind of a different way to look at it, but um, I still believe they're going to feel like they've got to stop Henry because it will. It, here's the deal with the, the Henry thing. And I, I'm so it's been a cool story to follow. I followed him since he was in ninth grade at Uli High School. So it's really cool. Humble guy, good guy, and a great story coming from Northeast Florida. But three straight games of over 180 yards, that doesn't happen, right? It just doesn't happen, hasn't happened. So Murphy's Law says there's no way four is going to happen. I mean, so that's just the trend. I mean, it's, it's really hard. As good as he's running, as much confidence as you have, and it almost feels like they'll need 180-plus from him if they want to win this game. So even if he goes for 127, which is a good game, and he might score a touchdown, it might not be enough. So Murphy's Law says, I don't know if he's going to be able to get to the point that he needs to get to. We'll have some predictions on this one coming up in just a little bit. You know, we spent a lot of the first year talking about the Jaguars. Let me say we talk a little bit about the Jaguars coming up. Who are they going to find as an offensive coordinator? How tough of a spot is it? Who will be the quarterback? We'll weigh in on that. Plus, you guys have a chance to ask us some questions with our live studio audience. Microphone back there. Maybe uh, we can uh, get a few of those questions in in the next segment as well. Plenty of food here. Thanks to Jumpin' Jack's House of Food once again, our primary sponsor here for our one-year anniversary show. But do want to give a shout-out to places like Mr. Chubby's Wings, Renna's Pizza as well, Front Porch Kettle Corn, Pollo Tropical. We have more to mention along the way. Peter DeLuis over there. Somebody go get a shot. We can't do it. I got TV tonight, too. We'll be right back. ESPN 690, live in studio audience, year one for one, in the books, setting it to the weekend with a little Friday afternoon party. Thanks for hanging with us. I think us is, you know, believing in each other, you know, on all three phases. You know, when we out there, you know, out there for practice, competing, getting better, you know, keeping emphasis on what we need to do as a team by what, you know, the plan that's been put in for us to execute. And I think that's what we've been doing collectively together. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jack. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jaren Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, our one-year anniversary party, live in studio. And, you know, I was ready for I thought all these mascots were going to say something to start that segment. <laughs> That's why I was a little bit of delay. Uh, if you're checking us out on our video feeds, which uh, we hope you do at times, and hopefully that makes it more convenient for you to listen to the show and sometimes watch, uh, I, I guess watching Austin Lane drop his food all the time, I'm not sure I would do that for three hours, but... Uh, maybe you watch from time to time and definitely listen on those feeds, Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, uh, as we continue to grow that over a million viewers. Well, now you can see on uh, those social media platforms, we got Fang. Yeah, there you go from the Iceman. Iceman are home tomorrow night. 
Military Appreciation Night. They're expecting a sellout, I believe, down there at the arena for the Iceman. Chum over there for the Jacksonville Sharks. <laughs> Where's Mr. Biggs? Where's Mr. B- There's Mr. Biggs. Mr. Biggs. <laughs> Jacksonville Giants. By the way, nobody wins more than the Giants. Giants just keep winning titles. And uh, Saturday, next Saturday, not tomorrow, Austin Lane will be playing with the Jacksonville Giants down at the arena. I'll be the honorary captain. That means I've retired. I'm getting (laughs) old. I'll be the honorary captain, I guess. And uh, Austin Lane will be uh, playing with the Giants. 7.30 tip. Come on out to that game. And I think in some of our goodie bags, you might have got tickets uh, to go to that game. Or we'll give some away next week as well. And then, fresh off a big River City Rumble win from UNF, Ozzy the Osprey. And we could have some more friends along the way. I don't see any right now, so I won't introduce them. But uh, good win uh, by the UNF Ospreys last night on the campus of JU. River City Rumble Part 1 goes to the Ospreys 75 uh, to 68. Brent Morton, Austin Lane. Coos is, is Coos behind these guys somewhere? No, he's not here anymore. Okay, good. He must. Yep. You all right, Coos? I thought he might be under the mask. What do you guys do with him? <laughs> uh, so that's, that's good that he's not, I guess. We'll have some predictions for the... Uh, NFL playoffs coming up in a little bit. Once again, any questions, uh, if you have it, you want to take this uh, topic a different direction, you can do so in the back of the room. Uh, here this segment, we'll do some of that. We're expected to have Jack Del Rio sometime in the 4 o'clock hour. John Bachman will stop up. Mike Golick Jr. chimes in. So we have much, much more to do. And it all uh, uh, builds, at least here in studio, uh, to our grand prize, which will be a Gardner Minshew signed jersey. Tickets to a lot of different places, including the Orlando Magic hosting the Milwaukee Bucks uh, coming up as well. $50 gas card involved in there, too. So, yeah, Can't pay for too many gas those. down there. Uh, no problem at all. All right, let's talk w- about what we talk about. Okay. And if you listen to our show, we talk a lot about the Jags. Uh, and, uh, wow, what a year to start a radio station in Jacksonville with all these topics. I mean, it wasn't good in terms of on the field and success. That's one way to do it. The other way is to just make headlines in about every week and fashion that you can, and the Jaguars certainly did that. Uh, the latest one, of course, uh, John D. Filippo, no longer a part of the Jaguars organization. In fact, got hired as a Chicago Bears QB coach this week. So now what for the Jaguars? From First of all, there's two ways to look at this. Their coaching staff, who do you get in here to run this offense? But secondly, who the heck's going to be the quarterback? Yeah. That's a question that nobody has concretely answered now if you listen to our show no not you chum uh if if you although at times it might not be bad uh but if you listen to our show i'm a huge believer that they're going with Minshew. i think they're riding with Minshew. i think that that's the way this organization is going to turn uh, they're going to try to find out if he is something special and as special as he looked at sometimes last year now we don't know that that's just me and and i think if i was doug marone and even dave caldwell and I was trying to say, hey, we can do this. Give us another year at this. I would have walked into the ShotCon's office uh, timidly <laughs> after the last couple of years and said, we're riding with Minshew. And I think that's what the owner wanted to hear, uh, in, in my view. That's what I think uh, they wanted to hear. So I think that's the direction they're going. Who is he going to acclimate himself with potentially, or Nick Foles? Who is going to be the offensive coordinator? Rumors and names started to fly a little bit today about uh, interviews. Ben McAdoo, the former uh, Giants head coach, who many think is a pretty good uh, offensive uh, play caller. And Scott Linehan, uh, former Dallas Cowboys, uh, I think it was with the Rams as well. Correct. So Linehan apparently uh, reportedly going to interview this weekend. Listen, 
you are not going to find somebody that gets you all sorts of fired up as the OC of the Jacksonville Jaguars at this stage of it. They're coming in on a one-year deal, essentially, and try to prove it and get it done and, and try to rescue this thing under Doug Marone and this current coaching staff. That's the way it is. That's why I was a little surprised Filippo left because the continuity with Minshew and also how appealing is this job right now to a guy from the outside. Well, if you look at those two names, it's not like everybody's knocking on their door to say, I've got this decision, that decision. No, uh, Linehan and McAdoo are guys that probably will be available, and they'll be available to the Jags if Doug Marone wants to go there. Yeah, in terms of an offensive coordinator job right now for the Jaguars, it's not the most coveted position, right, because you're essentially having a one-year lease to see what, what exactly happens. And when you talk about McAdoo, a guy who was with New York, well, when he was the offensive coordinator of the New York Giants, he had a lot of success. And to me, the one thing I'm looking at for an offensive coordinator to come in for the Jacksonville Jaguars is who's going to cultivate the best talent out of Gardner Minshew? Because I agree with Brent here where I think Gardner Minshew will be the man going forward. So I want to have an offensive coordinator that can build him up, that can give him the confidence and try to, you know, touch that new echelon of quarterback play. And when you talk about McAdoo, there's two sides of the coin. Because McAdoo kind of got his start a little bit as a tight end coach in Green Bay. He got uh, promoted to quarterback's coach with a guy by the name of Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers has said many times that he supported Ben McAdoo and thinks he's a fantastic coach in developing the quarterback. Fantastic. If you're a Gardner Minshew fan, that's what you want to hear. On the other side, though, when Ben McAdoo was with the New York Giants, the head coach, the reason he got fired was because of the quarterback decision. He ended up benching Eli Manning and opted to start Geno Smith to see what Geno Smith had. Well, if you remember what happened, Geno Smith played horribly. Uh, Eli Manning got upset. The whole team kind of you know, discombobulated, and McAdoo got fired after that. So he's had good times with quarterbacks, and he's made some bad decisions with quarterbacks. So that's something you have to keep in mind if you're trying to bring him on as an offensive coordinator. All right, one, one other thought on this, and I love getting your view. This is the beauty of Austin Lane. He's, he lived it. He lived the game. Now, he lived on the defensive side, so those guys are a little different. They got it easy. Just go get the quarterback. I mean, it's Pretty true. much. It's yeah. true. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. But I think – the, and we've seen it around here. If everybody's been around Jacksonville, a lot of Jags fans here in this room, I assume you've seen it all. The last dozen years since I've been here, it's this endless cycle of try to mix and match and try to put a, a square peg into a round hole type of thing and see if it will work. Well, that's kind of what this is going to be, regardless. But how hard is it? How hard is it on a guy like Minshew, who has played in a bunch of different offenses. In fact, so many people gave him credit because he was able to adapt to Mike Leach's offense, which can be very confusing and difficult to do, and he did it in no time and played very well. But still, how hard is that under an offense, a QB, do you think, for them to adapt quickly and be successful uh, under a new OC and play caller? So here's the thing about Minshew, you know, and we even talked about this when we met him at the Senior Bowl. He's a very intelligent uh, dude, all right? And I think he embraces the challenges ahead of him. He embraces the adversity and always kind of seems to rise to the occasion. But you're not doing Gardner Minshew any favors by installing a new offense, by putting in new terminology, because every offensive coordinator has a new terminology you have to use. Now, yeah, granted, sometimes, you know, guys come from different schools and different trees, but every single coach has a little different wrinkle here and there. And Gardner Minshew is going to eventually have to learn that. And from the, the quarterback perspective, it's hard because you have Gardner Minshew, who his first year is just trying to get acclimated to playing in the NFL. So he was doing that and also trying to lead an NFL team. And I think he did a pretty dang good job of doing that. But at the same time now, he's kind of back to square one because now he has to come back in, learn a new playbook, learn new terminology, 
and get everybody on the same page again. So to me, you're kind of doing the offensive disservice by bringing somebody new in. But once again, with what happened with John DiFilippo, we think it was a mutual parting, so there's not much they can do about that. And sometimes guys have one-year spikes like early on. I'd be looking for that guy. Go try to look at the track record where you get, bam, it hits right away. And even if he's not great long-term, right now Doug Marone and this coaching staff, they don't care about long-term. They care about 2020 and what's going to happen. All right, uh, more football talk coming up in a bit. But let's bring in Mike Burris, Chief uh, Chief. Chief, first alert, Chief Meteorologist, uh, Mike Burrish, Action News Jacks. Come on. Hey, sit right here. Sit right here, Mike. Yeah, you get. Good to see you. you. Mike Burrish from CBS 47 and Fox 30, hanging out with a bunch of mascots. Yeah, I see. Hey, move over, man. I'm sitting right here. There we go. Watch your head. All right. All right. (laughs) Yeah. What's up, Burrish? Hey, nobody, I don't think we promised this, but uh, look at the forecast uh, today and this weekend going into the weekend. It's going to be pretty warm again tomorrow. A little windy this afternoon, but we're all right. A little windy this afternoon, warm tomorrow, and then some rain on Sunday. So tomorrow's the outdoor day, which is good because the football games are Sunday afternoon and evening. So we want to be in front of the TV to watch that. So Awesome. Uh, Hey, this guy's the best in the business. Doesn't visit with us all the time because he's so busy, uh, you know, forecasting that weather of course but uh glad to have you along and, and as many of you know obviously i work on the tv side cbs 47 and fox 30 and this has kind of been a collaboration and and our action sports jacks is on both sides of the radio and tv but uh mike and john and tanika and everybody else that we do the tv side have been really supportive of uh, espn 690 and they're big sports fans see they don't get to talk sports all the Dude, time that's exactly he's right. a green bay guy so it's a big weekend for him big on sunday now, he likes the jags too but he's a Green Bay guy. Well, I, I will say, let me explain that just real quick. First and foremost, I'm a Jags fan. Uh, we need to get going, but yeah. I'm a Jags fan. But my first game my ever dad took my dad ever took me to. I grew up in the Midwest, so the first game my dad ever took me to was a Green Bay, Kansas City at Green Bay in Milwaukee. Okay. You young people out there don't even know that they used to play in Milwaukee, probably. By the way, that might be a good Tony conversation Sadie. right about now with the Jags right. possibly playing a couple games in London. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. Careful now. And, and, and you know, if if both those teams can win this weekend. That's a rematch from Super Bowl One. That's awesome. So that would be that's a pretty cool. That's, there's some pretty good story in lines. the 100th year, right? In the too. 100th year of all things. Yeah. Now, I don't know in San Francisco if, if Green Bay can go in there and win. To be honest with you, but that's why you play them. That's absolutely yeah. why you play. Uh, in uh, golf weather ahead, Mike, look pretty good golf because it's tomorrow. kind of the golfing season. I know tomorrow, but in general, do we look pretty good going forward? Yeah, we we've got a little bump in the road. If people like the warm weather. Uh, we got a bump in the road coming, and that's next week. It's going to be cold. Not nice, you guys. Bump in the road. Very good. Uh, uh, next week, uh, Monday, Monday, Martin Luther King Day is a holiday. Of course, it is a little chilly, windy and chilly, but the sun will be out. And then Tuesday and Wednesday is cold, but again, the sun is out. And then we we kind of get past that and it'll warm up again. But the first three days of of next week, we actually will get some winter, which we've had very little of so far. This is probably one of the nicest golf winters we've had in a long. Oh, the last winter wasn't bad either. Yeah, and this week was an awesome week. It really was. To get out there. Speaking of golf, uh, thanks to our friends at the Golf Club at Southampton. They host our Action Sports Jack Stream 18. Big friends of uh, ESPN 690 as well. So good time to go check out the Golf Club at uh, Southampton. Always in good condition. Friendly people. Good food as well. So go check out uh, over there on 210, the Golf Club at Southampton. Mike's a swimmer, you know. You still yeah. swimming every day? I still swim. I swim wow. about 1,100 yards this morning. Yeah, that's my exercise. 1,100 primary yards. Exercise. See that? Wow. How many of you guys did that this morning? <laughs> No. Not too many hands. Not too many It hands. helps with my uh, schedule, staying awake. 
Jet night. <laughs> yeah, I know. You get back in late. Uh, well, hey, man, we appreciate it stopping by. Thanks for the good forecast. Don't you feel like right now we're on a set of, like, Sesame Street? Oh, I know for sure, man. Let's go with the flow here. It's fantastic. Mike, quick question for you. Yes. Do you, do you do, like, pollen counts and stuff like we, that? Yeah. Okay, good, so good you, question. you give Brent a pollen count because, you know, I last know. year when we first started the show, he had some allergy issues uh, for our time in, uh, for the Senior Bowl. So, and we, yeah. He hears me complain yeah, about it every night. we were talking about it this okay. week. I blame okay. him. Like, yeah, everybody pollen, blames you. As warm as it is right now, as warm as this winter was, the pollen's about a month early. That's bad that it's a month early. The good is it's going to be over a month early. Okay, good. Uh, but we also have oak pollen to go through yet, and a lot of people suffer from oak pollen more so than even pine pollen. But it's it's Brent, messy out there now, and we'll be for about six months. Are you an oak pine guy or a pine pollen? He's pine. Guy. I don't know why. Pine, pine right now, guy. so he's pine. You're a pine but pollen He might guy. be oak also. Okay, okay. I know. So, I know this. I'm allergic. <laughs> hey, congratulations, you guys. Seriously, your show it's awesome. What you guys do, taking it on the road and and everywhere the the inroads you guys have made in this market. Thank you, man. It's good stuff. Thanks, it's man. Awesome. We appreciate so, it. Thanks for stopping by. I'll try by. to make it up more in 2020 but uh, hey know. do it man talk some sports steal yeah. some of that bachman time you know uh know exactly. you're more than welcome Dude's up here all the time all look, the time. I, I look from the newsroom he's upstairs in radio open invitation but that's now. all right hey i've been doing the Thanks, tv everybody. thing for 20 decades this uh, 20 decades 20 years that's two decades <laughs> i do not look that old but this guy's this guy's the best in the business no doubt so uh mike boris you you know where to find him uh cbs 47 and fox 30 i think we have more mascots duncan jump on in here man this is one big like slumber party here uh, hey. Sesame Street. <laughs> oh, easy now. Hey, Brent. Hey, let me know that. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. River easy City now. Rumble. You guys okay from last Security. night? Security. Security. Yeah, oh, yeah. We need somebody to regulate this here. It's like a, we need a translator. <laughs> you, can you go to school to translate mascot talk? Do we have like hey, Kuz, subtitles have on the project video? Project real uh, little sound, or we got to get to a break? We got to get to a break. Well, we're here uh, from Jack Del Rio coming up in just a little bit. How we kind of helped our show out in 2019, and we hope to have him on the line. That's coming up as well. The former Jazz coach, now with the Washington Redskins. So we're talking more football when we come back. Thanks again, Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, for sponsoring our one-year celebration. Thanks uh, to all of you for coming in and, and everybody that couldn't make it, listening and watching on all the video platforms. we got a couple more hours to go, more giveaways as well, and we'll get you into the weekend in style right here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jacks. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, celebrating one year, and it's a little bit chaotic in here, but a lot of fun. Vita Dulaoui got a little tequila. Chum's got some pizza for us from Rennes. Is there pineapple on that one? I don't know, but I hope so. I hope not. That is a party pizza, by the way. <laughs> so There's pineapple on and here one of them, by the way. This is a little soft launch. Keep your ears up for this. But when we're at the Super Bowl down in Miami, with the help of Rennes Pizza, we're going to give away a party pizza. Uh, for your Super Bowl party. Actually, I think there's a couple of pizzas and garlic knots and a dessert pizza. So it's kind of this prize package. Uh, but we're going to do that Super Bowl week, and we're still trying to have some fun with it. So stay tuned. But uh, Renda's Pizza certainly will uh, help us out. Five locations for Renda's Pizza. Marshall Landing, Neptune Beach, San Jose, Bay Meadows, Argyle Forest. And uh, we'll keep you updated on the Super Bowl party. Pizza coming up in just a minute. We got it's Chum just dropping off all the food. Chum's making a food run for me, man. I appreciate it, dude. Thank you very much, man. That's good because tropical can't go wrong. Is there anything left over there? We haven't eaten yet. We can split it. A lot of good food out here. Rennes Pizza, front porch kettle corn is here as well, and uh, Pollo Tropical. 
What else we have over there? Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, Mr. Chubby's Wings, Mr. Chum's taking it all. Yeah. Mr. Chum. Uh, I went from oh, Mr. Oh, Chubby's Wings oh. to Mr. Chum. Up. Oh. Here's mascots. Sign the waiver. This one, mascots break everything. Oh <laughs> All right, welcome back, everybody. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. If you're if you're watching the video feeds, well, you can get a lot of this on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. If you're listening, sometimes I apologize. Uh, we hope to have Jack Del Rio join us sometime in the four o'clock hour. Mike Golick Jr. coming up in a little bit uh, as well. And uh, Scott, if you can have this on the ready back there across the way, uh, Jack Del Rio joined us. In June, I told this story a little bit earlier, but we were trying to get a Jags player or alum of some sort in June because it was the 25th season of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we had a different person every day for really the entire month. And uh, Jack Del Rio joined us, and he had this to say on that very show, and it kind of went boom all over the uh, universe. I'll give you a little nugget right here. Okay. Okay. I had no idea we were going to draft Blaine Gabbert. All right, did you did you draw did your jaw just drop? Yeah, it did. It did. Did, you, did you did you okay. sense the silence? Okay, no idea. All right, let me just say that again. I had no. In fact, I left to go get something to eat because our our pick wasn't for you know for much longer in the in the, in the draft. You're supposed and, to you know, pick sixteenth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I go, and then I'm sitting there filling my plate, thinking, oh, great, we got a couple more hours before we pick, or, you know, hour and a half, whatever it might be. And uh, I see the Jaguars are on the clock. Wow. Wow. And I'm like, what the <laughs> blank is going on? And I walk in, I walk into the draft room, and I could see it on the faces of the people in the room. They knew how uncomfortable that was, how wrong that was, okay? And uh, so that that's, again, that's for another day to fill in all the blanks. Yeah. I, I know I just dropped a bomb there, but the reality is I had no idea. In fact, uh, my son, Luke, who we've talked about quite a bit, and I had ranked all the quarterbacks, and we liked Blaine. Both of us kind of had the same feel. We liked him. He was in the Nick Foles range, like third, fourth round. He, wow. he, he wasn't. He wasn't a first round. He wasn't a guy to trade your draft and go up to get him at number nine. And so that was not part of uh, coaching. That was not part of me. And that was the first indication that my time there in uh, in Jayville was running running short. There's a lot of different ways to look at that, and I've since talked to a lot of people, and they're like, well, that yeah, did that really happen? Did he not know? And I think some of that is, it, of course, they knew that, that there was a possibility to pick him at some time or he was in the draft and all that, but the trade up and it happening at that time showed you a little bit of the disconnect in the building, and it's kind of ironic now. We had that in June, and if you fast-forward six or seven months, I think to look back on that and look at this incarnation of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tom Coughlin getting fired, maybe too many cooks in the kitchen, not enough straight line communication, if you will. And I come away with like Jack knew at that time because he didn't have a big say in that and the personnel that maybe his time was short. Well, Doug Marone for the last couple of years has said, at least in front of microphones, that I don't really have a lot to do with the personnel I coach who they give me. Now, I don't think it's fully that, but I think he doesn't want to step on anybody's toes. The last few years, Tom Coughlin, Dave Caldwell and the scouting staff. 
Well, I think he is going to have an increased role in that now, that scouting and, hey, we should go after this guy and maybe it's a free agent. But why wouldn't you? You know, we had a show a couple of weeks back, I think it was. It's like college coaches, they do everything. They like they know what food is going to be served at the cafeteria. They, they know everything going on. They're the CEOs of their programs and big-time college programs. Why wouldn't the coach know or want to have a say in what is going on in his locker room, what kind of players he's bringing into a sideline, what kind of players he's bringing into the team meeting room? We compare a little bit to kind of like the Patriots, where they might even give away a couple of notches from an athletic standpoint but take the IQ up a, a, a notch here or there because they want that kind of player. I would think if I'm a head coach, I want that say. So it'll be interesting to see how much of that Doug Marone gets and if that makes a little bit of a difference that he can kind of craft the identity of his team. Because if the coach doesn't have that, what is the identity? And I said this a few weeks back. Do we even know what Doug Marone, a Doug Marone coach football team, is supposed to look like in Jacksonville? We referred everything back to Tom Coughlin. And we said, oh, no, that's Tom Coughlin wants to win lunch. Tom Coughlin's always played tough in the trenches. Tom Coughlin wants to run the Well, what about Doug Marone? What does he want to do? What does he want to do in 2019? I think we'll get a little bit of an indication. That doesn't mean it will be successful. We'll get a little bit of an indication. So, first of all, with Jack DeRio, I'm glad we didn't ask him what he was doing when I got drafted because <laughs> Lord knows what he would have said when I got drafted. Probably um, napping. But, but, but I'll tell you what I was doing when Blaine Gabbert got drafted. I was throwing a party, man, because that meant that Ryan Kerrigan from Purdue, a defensive end, was going to come in and take my spot. So I, I was all about, you know, the Jaguars getting a quarterback. But when we talk about the, that comment, what Jack Del Rio said, I mean, t- to me it was obvious. The, there was a lack of communication. And I think if you look at the overall synopsis of this Jaguar season this year and that season that year when they drafted Blaine Gabbert, and then if you remember, Dave Grard got cut. Um, Blaine Gabbert started, I think, week three or week four, and let's be honest, it was a horrible season. I, I lived through it. It wasn't fun. It wasn't, w- wasn't a fun time to be a Jaguar. So wasn't sure. fun on this side either. It wasn't fun, in your, it wasn't fun for anybody, let's just say, right? And when you look at that, it is the lack of communication. And I don't care if we're talking about football, if we're talking about business, or just even on the home front. If you don't have communication, you're not going to be successful. So when we talk about this year where guys weren't being lined up in the right spots, right, or coaches weren't really communicating what was going on with Jalen Ramsey and that whole ordeal, or what was going on um, you know, with the, the, the whole grievance thing that was occurring with the NFLPA. There was a lack of communication from the higher chain of command. There was a lack of communication on the field, and that all feeds off each other. And we saw that back you know, when Blaine Gabbert got drafted as well, and it's no coincidence. So I think this year, you know, with, with the Jaguars getting rid of Tom Coughlin now, you kind of you kind of, I guess, close that chain of communication a little bit, and Shad Khan's going to answer directly now to Doug Marone, is going to answer directly to Dave Caldwell. I think you open up some lines of communication now, which is going to be easier, and in turn, hopefully you win some more games that way. Well, hopefully. Uh, we're trying to get Jack Del Rio on the line. Obviously, he's got a new gig now in Washington, so hopefully he'll be able to join us and check in. I know he wanted to, so we give him a little bit of a heads up, so hopefully uh, he will join us. Uh, interestingly enough, now his son, you know, when he joined us, he said he was joining ESPN, Right around that time. I think he did a nice job on ESPN, too. And so I, I think he was didn't mind being opinionated. And I, I, want, I hope we get to talk to him because it's fascinating. Him and Luke, his son, who played at Florida and, and a bunch of other places and grew up here in Jacksonville, uh, 
he's now on the staff in Washington, I think, as an assistant of some kind, right? He is. I think he's an offensive quality control guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how kind of you start in in the business. So he's there. But they had talked about doing a podcast together. Like, that's where (laughs) they were going. And all of a sudden, now they're back into football, uh, which is interesting. And and for a time there, I wondered if Jack would get back in because I thought he'd be really good on TV. And and I think he was good on TV. But here he is with Ron Rivera. Let's bring in Tanika Hughes right now from Action News. Oh, no. I get up. We have to get up for Miss Tanika Hughes. She deserves her own chair. Absolutely. So uh, another uh, we, we got a lot of things flying around. Matthew Driscoll's coming up in just a couple moments. Awesome. But uh, CBS 47, Fox 30, Star uh, in the news department. Usually John Bachman likes to claim me as he comes up here all the time. No, it's Tanika Hughes. Uh, so uh, she joins us right now. And how are you? I'm doing well. Am I on? Can you guys? Yeah, hear you me? got it. You're on. You're Everybody's listening. So John is on his way up, and he might have heard that he was coming to come get some wings. <laughs> I just wanted to pop up before I head back downstairs to say congratulations, Austin Brent, on an amazing year. When I tell you that the Action Sports Jacks team and ESPN Radio uh, 690, you guys are some of the hardest working people, and he is so devoted to his job. His family's here. Brent's family is here, yeah. and they know the sacrifice that you make, even when you're on the road, to make sure that the oh, show yeah. is still running. Stu and Marcel, Dan, John, different people come in and they fill those gaps. But you guys have fun content. I try to retweet you. And sometimes we have access to monitors that you guys can't see. So you bring in the best looking food, man. I'll just watch the feed. And he's like leaning to the side, just chowing down. And I'm like, the best food comes in there. So you guys look like you have a really good time. And it's like a true brotherhood that you guys have built over the last year. And I just wanted to pop up and say congratulations. And I'm so proud of you and what you're doing to shake up this market. Action News Jacks, Action Sports Jacks, our brand continues to shake up this market. And this is just another extension of that. And you guys are having fun. And I love it. It is a lot of fun. Thanks for coming out here. Uh, Listen, you're a sports fan, though. I I have a few. I have a few teams that I like. Well, you do. And you, you were before this, you were in the Charlotte market i was you covered that i think they're during the time were you gone by the time the panthers went on that run to the super bowl uh yeah you were i was gone but i was there when they um had the bring back the buzz campaign with the hornets when we went to be in the bobcats i'm a north carolina girl i grew up with hornets and so i was there during that whole see that we should be talking nba (laughs) 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 but not only that but you you uh you guys have gone to um, auto racing events. We have. My like husband, Sebring. he loves racing. He, he has a motorsport engineering degree. Oh, wow. And we went to the Rolex 24. We went to the race in Sebring. Yeah. He's, been to, he's been to Le Mans, so uh, that's his jam. That's awesome. Good stuff. See that? We're just trying to teach you a little bit about everybody here. CBS 47 and Fox 30. Thanks for popping down. We yes. appreciate it. And I call, myself, nice I call myself a cat lady because I do rep for the Jags, but also have love for the Panthers. So I just call myself a cat lady. Don't be mad. That's okay. You can, I love. I, I got to love hometown. As long as you don't like the Titans, you're fine around here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Here's Thanks for coming another, up. Here's to another year and another year and another year. Keep it going and keep just keep having fun. Yeah. Because you guys do so much. It's fun. We're talking sports. Yeah. Let's do it. But it's also work, and you guys sacrifice a lot to make it happen. So thank you. He makes it happen for Thank you. He does. He does. does. All right. I can't handle all these compliments. And you need to bring me some leftovers next time. (laughs) I got you. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) See you. See you later. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. Hughes, join them at 5 o'clock tonight, CBS 47 and Fox 30. Hey, Chum, you were throwing stuff at us before, and now would you just have this made up? How about that? Well, ESPN 690 2020. We love it, man. Thank Thank you. Thanks to Nick Forrest and everybody from the Jacksonville Sharks and Chum. That's awesome.
Hey, do I get this? Is it going to fit you as a real question? Or do they want you to play in the Arena League? Oh, is, is that, is that, I could be a next career move right for us, right? Kind of fits. Is that my contract? I have to put it on and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a shark then? Okay. That kind of fits. Hey, uh, Matthew Driscoll, I think, is here from UNF. Let's ju- let's oh, yeah. get him in so he can get back out. I think he's got recruiting and all this stuff going on. He, speaking, of, speaking of a very busy hey, man. Hey, 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 hey. This is awesome. I mean, this has got so much cat. Scoop like it up. I, hey, dude, we're, forget about we're the radio. This is like a late, late show host. Hey, first of all, when you walk in and you see this crowd, how amazing are they? Great job oh, for yeah. you guys yeah. today showing yeah. up. And secondly, not only the food, but Tamika did not mention the cake. The cake is big. By like, the way, yeah, special shout-out to Sonati's Bakery, and they could uh, put our ugly mugs on top of a cake. How cool by is the way, that? By the way, I think a little trivia. I think they do all the buns for the TPC. I think they make all the bread for the TPC. I went in there one time, didn't know anything about the pumpkin donut, but figured out quickly what it was all about. <laughs> and I saw this box of stuff back here. What are you doing? And they said, Coach, like we do all of the stuff. And I'm like, holy cow, that's pretty impressive. For such a... A hometown bakery down on the. Yeah, that's you know, awesome. Hey, so, uh, great cake. Great pictures on the cake. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Hey, you know what the greatest thing about throwing your own party is? You just put your face on everything. <laughs> well, I have a high definition face for radio, so I don't know if you use my face. Dude, I'm right with you on that. Hey, one, I suggest you throw yourself a party. You just got your 200th win. How about 200th win for Coach Matthew Driscoll? Congrats. I, I tell you what, it's a blessing. Obviously, you have to have great players and great staff, but. Probably the most touching text I got today was from our own very own Jacksonville. Just so you know, one of our wounded warriors, Andrew Cog. I don't know if you guys know Andrew Coughlin, but he was the national wounded warrior of the year two years ago. Won the national for helping save others' lives who come back. And one of them was Josh Wathen, yeah. who was our manager. And he sent me a text today, and I thought to myself, First of all, I'm humbled, and second of all, undeserving of this grace, which is amazing. So there's great people in this community, and I think that's what you guys are doing. You're really going out and doing a good job being a part of them. You're kind of putting yourself out there and allowing these people to not only touch you but be around you and listen to you and also go against you and say things that maybe that aren't good things to be said. I mean, probably a lot of people are saying, Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, they're the same people. He's carrying them right now. Why can't this guy carry us? And that's where people two years ago don't understand our line and how depleted. We couldn't even do things. Forget Blake, Nick, Minshew. Forget all those people. We couldn't do anything because the line wasn't what it needed to be. And I think once we understand whether it's 3-4 or 4-3, depending on what this guy's going to do, let's say we get Brian from Auburn, we change it to a 3-4 because now we get maybe those Josh Allen, those guys in their more natural position. I know a little bit about football. I was going to say, I said, I I saw, say I'm I taking a nap podcast. over here. Well, first of all, when you, I'm from Pittsburgh. <laughs> So yeah, one I thing I do know about is winning here, Super Bowls. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But we don't like the Steelers around here either, Coach. No, I know that. I know that. I know that. But I'm saying I know something about winning Super Bowls. I know. <laughs> and, and, and the thing I think about our team is I don't think we're that far away. And as a coach, when you look at them, I don't think we're that far away. But we always say that every single year. But what you have to have is the ability to get Tannehill and the ability to do what he did do you realize the least amount of pressure on any quarterback maybe that there's been in the last, I don't know how many years, to lift up their franchise? wasn't on him. Like, all he had to do was get the ball to Henry. Yeah, you see what correct, I'm saying? Correct. So so I think we're closer than people think. But I do think if we mix things up a little bit, we move things around a little bit, 
I, I think we could snap it. Remember, guys, three years ago, we were one play away from going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you say, well, Coach, no, it's reality. And reality is where we should live. And because of that, I think we're right there if we make the right choices. Uh, this guy's one of the greatest. Uh, by the way, I always say, and don't listen to this, college football coaches, college basketball coaches, very ego-driven business. Mm-hmm. Not this guy. This guy's one of the nicest people I've ever met in the industry and, and really in my lifetime of 42 years. Um, but i got to give you a chance to talk about your team. You're 4-1. Uh, and one, You won 75. Talk about you guys. Oh, we're going to talk about oh, you no, guys. People don't want, we we do talk that. about we ourselves all the time. Yeah. The Real City Rumble last night. <laughs> That's hey. a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that was Hey, that was a big boy. I, I texted you this. I said that was a big boy performance in the second half. You guys weren't shooting the ball well. You, I don't think your offense was clicking that well, in my opinion. But you would know better in the first half yesterday. But then you really poured it on the second half. Veteran team. You're four and one. You're a game behind Liberty. You get them coming in next Thursday. I'll call that game on ESPN three. Hopefully UNF Arena will be rocking. You guys look like you got a good basketball team. I've seen a lot of your teams. This looks like a good, good basketball team. You know, a couple things. Number one, when your offense isn't clicking, as long as your defense is doing what it's supposed to do, and at and about did. the eight minute media after their thirteen to two run, I said, guys, they have sixteen points. Now the bad news is we have fifteen, <laughs> but they have sixteen points. So we're doing all the right things. Trust. What we do, we're the best offensive team in the league statistically. Trust what we do. We're one of the best in the country. And it's not always three-pointers. We made seven. But in reality, our OER was phenomenal. We scored another 70 because we were 18 for 21 from the line. We're one of the best free-throw shooter teams in the country. So trust what we do. And everything will take care of itself because we're missing shots that are wide open. So if you're missing wide open shots, you're getting what you want to get. Just continually believe in it. Next thing you know, bada bing, bada boom, Garrett Sams puts us on his back, carries us. Our other seniors didn't do step up to the plate. Second half, everybody's on the same page. We're getting stops and we're scoring. That's how you get up by 14 and able to go down the stretch from there. Coach, you mentioned that defense is helping you win games, right? And you mentioned that when the offense isn't going, the defense kind of has your back a little bit. In my opinion, in basketball, defense is all about attitude. It's all about perseverance. When you recruit those kids to come in here, do they come in with that, or do you have to ingrain them with that as you coach them? I think it's a double-edged sword. I think some come in with it because they've had it in their training, in their upbringing. I know me personally, the way I was brought up. Some you have to instill in them. You have to show them. You have to help them understand, and you have to help them become weak so they can endure. When they endure, they become stronger. And the thing we talked about last night, I've been doing things in threes this year. Uh, top three things for a teacher. Top three things for a master chef. Top three things that make a CEO the best. Top three things for make top uh, radio sportscasters. I was going to throw that in there. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm 55 now. I'm not, I'm not unintelligent. I know, I, I, know what, I know what stage I'm on. But So last night was the top three things that Navy SEALs. And the third one was they empower ownership. Now, now understand this. When you empower ownership, I'm responsible for winning and losing. Success and failure rests on my shoulders alone. So, therefore, as a leader, I must empower my assistants to understand that I can't do everything. So my method of communication, my ability to translate, and what they need to know has to be critical. However, the assistants and I have to put it to the players because a leader cannot be responsible for everything because I'm not out there selling your advertisement. I'm not out there producing your show. I, that's not my job. My job is to prepare. So I have to empower you to have the responsibility when it's between the black lines. Like, you got to get it on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's your job to do what you got to do and do, do the way you're supposed to do it. So we really talked about being empowered last night and how critical that is. And the other thing is confidence. 
And I think that's where growing up a lot of people misconstrued me because somebody who's confident is borderline arrogant. But when you're humble and you want to be a servant because I came here to serve, not to be served. So when you're humble, then people understand there's a confidence. But you have to have that defensively. And when you have that kicking balls, deflecting passes, hitting dudes, getting charges, when you have that, the other end becomes that much easier because it works against them. So I'm not sure I answered your question, but that would be my answer. No, that was fantastic. And you said it real quick. You said there's a fine line between cocky and confidence. Where is that line with you? Because we see it in football all the time, right? We see it in any kind of sport. Uh, Some guys kind of cross that line a little bit, and they come across as cocky. How do you, I guess – what is your jurisdiction when it comes to that? I think guys that don't pound their chest. I think guys that don't say, look at me. I think guys that don't say, look what I just did or didn't do. Uh, my bads and all that kind of garbage. I think those dudes are arrogant. I think guys that are confident are guys that do their job, do it the way you're supposed to do it, are humbled about it, be gracious in what you're doing, winning and losing, preferring winning, and then understand that the next play is the most critical And what happened before is irrelevant. And it doesn't matter what your parents think. It doesn't matter what your friends think. And it doesn't matter what anybody. Nobody feels sorry for you. Just do your job. But understand, you're there to do your job. You're getting paid to do your job. There's about a $130,000 scholarship it costs. If you take our budget and divide it by 13, that's what you're getting paid. Mm -hmm. Now, I know we want to pay players. I get all that. But you're getting paid. So there's some ownership, some accountability that goes into play there. So do your job the way you're supposed to do it. Don't don't do all that other stuff. Now I'm not saying don't be excited. I'm not saying don't I'm not saying that. I'm just saying don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like be confident but not arrogant. All right, Matthew Driscoll, UNF basketball coach. Okay. I hope my kids were listening. Ty and Kaylee, did you hear all that? Did you write all that down? Putting my health so. talk up in here. I appreciate I, it. Hey, this couch is doing some crazy things oh, for man, us. Today. I love it. I love it. I, I have to go. Well, you got Okay, go. so so listen, I got to go recruiting because um, I can't win 200 games without really good players. But but I will say this, and and this is in all like everything I do is is, is in all. But whatever you guys do, I can tell you this the same as I tell my guys. Don't ever let what's occurring and what's happening around you, social media, determine who you are. And don't ever let it affect who you are. Most importantly, stay true to who you are. And always remember, it's your heart that controls your mind. Your mind does not control you. What's in your heart is who you are. You squeeze a lemon, you get lemon juice, not lemonade, right? You squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. So what's in your heart is who you are. Keep being you. Because you're making a difference. Thanks, man. UNF coach Matthew Driscoll. Go check him out Thursday night against Liberty. Huge game in the A-Sun. One of the best teams in the A-Sun. Thursday, 7 o'clock, UNF Arena. We'll be there. Uh, We're we're raising money for cancer, too, that night. You wearing sneakers? Sneakers and suits. So we wear sneakers with suits, and we're raising money for cancer, and we're going to make three-pointers. Every three-pointer, people can donate per three-pointer. Awesome. So you donate 20 bucks, we make 10 of them, 200 bucks, whatever it is. So look for it coming out on Twitter. Check my Twitter. Sneakers, suits and sneakers. Awesome. Sorry, uh, sorry. And listen to ESPN 690. The Swoop Minute will give you more information on that. By the way, the Birds of Trey lead the country in three-pointers made. More to come. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 right after this.
that's what happens on live radio sometimes. Uh, Star Star 690 is the number, and you can submit your favorite Gardner Minshew song if you want. Uh, that did happen in the fall, and then Coos made it into a, a fun little deal. So um, we appreciate Coos and everything he does for our show, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. We are uh, live in-studio audience uh, Moose here on Action here. Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Moose is front row, man. Moose. He's got his Jaguars Looking on. Good, He's man. got his Action Sports Jacks on ESPN there 690. He is. Hat yes. tip and everything. Go, Bob. My man. Uh, absolutely. So uh, thanks again to everybody for uh, coming out. Uh, front porch kettle corn. Everybody get some popcorn, I hope. It's sweet and salty. Uh, we cut the cake over there. It was like our wedding day. <laughs> oh, it was, man. <laughs> very, very magical moment. Yeah. That, was, that was special. Yeah. Uh, Vita de Luis tequila over there as well. Some taste testing going on. I think that uh, big jug of Vita de Luis mixed drink was bigger when our show started. So that oh, buddy. Some I people I... have been diving in uh, on that. Uh, TV could be something interesting tonight. <laughs> John? Uh, no. I, I haven't no. had any. <laughs> Good. Just double checking. Uh, Brent Morton, no. Look at Austin that. Lane. Look at that whiteboard. Odds are five to one right now that John could whip Brent. I, I like it. According so to the whiteboard. I like it. I, I was, was out in for splits. A, I was running sprints today. By is the this way. in a fight or is this in a forty-yard dash? Fight. fight. Oh, oh fight. I like that even oh, better. I think Bachman win the fight. Oh yeah. Look how much makeup he's got on right now, man. He has the reach, though, man. Look at his hair. He's enough to wear those socks. Yeah, wow. Socks. Thank you very much. Coming from the great beyond. That was, that Scott, was like, by the way, Jack. That was like the voice man. of God. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Bachman's hair hasn't moved in like six weeks. Oh, wow. <laughs> is, that, is this the roast of John Bachman? I like it. I don't know how this happened. I don't either. Uh, we love John Bachman. Hey, you if know, you listen to our show, Johnny Bachman stops by... Uh, uh, often, uh, just about every day, we talk a little sports. We have some fun, and the conversation goes well a lot of different off places. the tracks usually, like this one. Always, yeah. I'll just, I'll just gonna uh, let me defend myself for one second about the Please hair, do. the makeup, looks, or the fighting. Looks can be deceiving now. Just because I wear makeup and have my hair combed doesn't mean I, you know, can't get ugly now. <laughs> I'm not saying I, I take on this guy, but you and I, we, we, we could have a, we, we could have a good throwdown. I just want to see. If I'm, a love, I'm a lover, not a two. fighter. I just want to see I'll leave that up to dash. Austin. I, that's, let's start with that. A 40-yard dash. Yeah, and I was okay. running sprints today. No joke. I think I pulled three muscles for the first time. I haven't run them in a long time. <laughs> yeah. But I was running them today. What, hey, what I have a problem with, John, is that, that Austin and Marcel, they're going to have a race out in the parking lot soon, we think, in the next month or so. Yes. And they're touting them as, like, the yeah. main event. Well, like, we're, we're, the the, we're the opening yeah, act here. You know what? I'm not trying to brag or anything. I have ran the 40-yard dash on the biggest stage, the NFL Combine. Yeah. But Marcel Robinson has won a couple of flag football championships. So, <laughs> so, so, so he's good, too. Marcel, I, you I, in it right I, now? Probably, Marcel. probably scared. It's all good. No worries about it. So, with all due respect, yeah, Brent, you're kind of on the undercard, man. Hope you're cool with that. And I have nine points as uh, Jacksonville Giants in professional (laughs) basketball. I have a home run derby trophy right behind me. From 2017? I batted 1,000 in the Division II World Series. Oh, did you really? Yeah, one for one. (laughs) I can't beat that. (laughs) Hit by pitch, too. Um, So, you had two ABs. Two, uh, two uh, one unofficial will be two yeah. ABs. Yeah, yeah, the story about the last at bat. I'll, I'll get, uh, don't talk about the glory days much. Yeah. But so I used to back. This was 20 years ago. Yeah. So you could bunt and still get away with it. Sure. So I could. I bunted a decent amount. Like I was just an average player, very average. Well, walked but, on. But he has speed. So he, he has. So he has at least 90, now, 90 feet worth of speed. No, but if you put a hat down right there on that third base side, I could bunt into that hat. Like okay. I, I could bunt. All right. I would. I would debate 
if I could bunt with big leaguers. Wow. Like I could bunt, but bunting doesn't matter. It still, now it doesn't matter for sure. And you're left-handed, right? So you get and an I was left-handed, step. so I got a little head start. Yeah, but buddy. I wasn't fast. I was average, man. Average as the day is long. But so I, I, our first game, we're down like big, and I come in to pinch hit because I think he just like, eh, hey, he's his last year. Let's throw him in the World Series, right? So I come in and we're making this big comeback. It's first and second, one out, and so I laid down a bunt and I became the tying run on first. We were down twenty or eighteen to seven. And we come back and we have actually the tying run on first. Yeah, good pitchers. Though. I was gonna say, yeah, were you, were you say, pitching? Like, or somebody bad? practice going on. So anyway, that's my one for one. It was a, a bunt. <laughs> and then, so we're getting our butts whooped the next game. It's double elimination. Did and you score the tying run, by the way? No, we never did. Oh, the guy okay. hit a double play in the next. Oh, uh, right. I got the guy up. I mean, he was our hottest hitter, and he hit a rope right to short. Yeah, uh, six four three. Yeah, uh, game over. So the next uh, next game, we're getting our butts whooped again. I'm on the bench again. They say, hey, ninth inning, come on, go ahead. Yep. Yeah, come on and hit. And so I actually asked the guys, I'm like, all right, what should I do? Should I lay down a bunt one more time, or should I try to hit a home run? And I'd never hit a home run in the game. And so they were like, try to hit a home run. I'm like, all right. So first pitch, I swung out of my shoes. <laughs> like, I swung out of my shoes so much that I hit, like, I fell down, like, onto my knee. Well, the pitcher did not like that. Up by, like, 12 runs. Right, 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 right. He actually hit me with the so next he pitch. Threw, he, he, oh. Yeah, he, so where'd you, you get hit? Where, where'd pitch. you get hit? I mean, it wasn't like in the head or it was like in the. Dude, I, don't, I mean, something. that still hurts in my. I, I don't. But I mean, I kind of did. But if you get beamed, that I, doesn't feel good. You know, like we're swing, we knew we were gonna lose. I swung out of my shoes, and then we were kind of chuckling about it across yeah. the way. He didn't like that. Hey, yeah. listen, baseball people. I said this multiple times on the show. I played baseball. Baseball people are the most arrogant athletes around. Mm-hmm. They are. They just are. They're I traditionalists mean, for sure. Yeah, but they're, they're protect, arrogant. They're protecting like, the like game. You go to a campus and stuff, baseball, and I love baseball, and I love baseball players, but admit it, you're, most of them are arrogant. Like, they're more arrogant than hockey players, even though hockey players are tougher. They're more arrogant than football players most hockey of the time. Hockey players are foot- crazy, too, by the yeah. way. Hockey players yeah. are usually the nicest guys. It's they crazy. Are. I say that because Bob Arabo is now here from the Jacksonville Legends. Um, <laughs> nice and they're good golfers. They're all good and they're golfers. And they're good golfers. Do not bet against a hockey player on the golf course. And one last note. Trying to see if my wife left. Yep, she did. Uh, hockey Marcel players Robinson have the hottest did. wives. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she's not watching Without the stream. Hopefully she's not watching the stream right now. Ah, she's driving. Hopefully she's not. <laughs> um, but they do. They do. They absolutely do. Uh, maybe golfers might be a close second now all of a sudden because they're making a ton of money. Um, sorry, I'm not trying. No offense, women. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, all right. That's John Jackson at asjackson.twitter.com. <laughs> Chicks don't dig the bunt. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that is true. Although one did. <laughs> one, one dug. The it. only one that matters. That's hey, the that only actually one. brings me. That's a good. I'm glad you brought that up. I put out on Twitter today. This is our uh, first anniversary of the show. I, I've had anniversaries galore. Yes. The Action Sports Shack Stream 18, which so many folks in here actually and, and that are supporting our show have supported, uh, and Thank we you. appreciate. And uh, that was our 10th year anniversary last year. In September. Unbelievable. Wow. Uh, we're going to roll it out again. It looks like at the Golf Club at Southampton in September this fall. And uh, my wife and I had our 20th anniversary last summer. So 1, 10, wow. 20. Well done. So well done. I did a uh, I did a, a poll question. And yeah, I said, I saw that. which one is the most likely that in 10 years from now I'll be celebrating again? I sure hope the answer was your marriage. I don't know what people have voted. I haven't checked. Yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't. Uh, I mean, I have well, confidence, I Steph, and I I have confidence in all a, three. You got a good chance, but uh, yeah, I right. think it's a fair question. Yeah. Will we Hall still of be fame going, Steph? By the way, well, here's the real question: Hall of Fame, Hall Steph. of Fame, that's Steph. right. You know, we, we talked about on the show a little bit. She got honored at high school yep. for, yeah. for softball, correct, or volleyball? No, volleyball. volleyball. Okay, okay, Hannah volleyball. Lincoln. 
She got, she got only the Hall, Hall of Famer Fame. in our family. Yep. So, well, and really, to be fair, the, the only non-Hall of Famer on the show right now is you. So, <laughs> well, my question John, to you, John, you, uh, John's you wife's in the Hall of Fame well, too, but not let John. Let me ask you this: Am I part of the show? Because if not, then yes, I'll well, go with that. But if I'm actually part of the show, then I see. Not I Hall try to help you out here, man. I appreciate but you, it. You're, you're kind of burying married, yourself now. I married up just like Brent did. Okay. Fair the enough. bottom line is, it's tough to wear makeup and get in the Hall of Fame. That, that's that's what we a bottom about. line. It's, it's very hard to do. Write that down. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's Alex go. Rodriguez probably. Well, no, he's not in the Hall of Fame either, is he? Not yet. Won't be either, probably. And he should be, but he won't be uh, at least yeah. anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Hey, let's uh, get you in and out of here. You got to go do TV in a couple minutes. Uh, John Bachman, uh, tease away. What you got coming up in 15 how minutes on CBS you, 47? How many of you took my advice and watched the sh- the story about the homeless veteran from St. Augustine yesterday? You don't. Have, it's okay. Really, you actually did. Fantastic. Good. Thank you. It was phenomenal, wasn't it? Amber Kriska is a great storyteller. She knocked that one out of the park because it was an incredible story. For those of you who didn't see it. Uh, a homeless man, well-known in St. Augustine, passed away recently. And the St. Augustine police officer spent 80 hours trying to find this guy's family to, to learn more about him and really just to make sure he got a proper burial. And he found out that this guy, in fact, was a veteran. So he was able to contact the military and got him a full military honors burial. It happened at 2 o'clock today. And let me tell you something. People in Jacksonville showed up. It was amazing. That is really cool. That is really, really cool. And, uh, and yeah. we're going to see that video. You are going to see some incredible video, and I challenge you not to cry. I wear makeup, and I cry. How about them apples? <laughs> but really if you watch cool. that, and uh, you will you will be moved. It's an emotional. It yeah. is fantastic. That's a really, uh, that's that's a special thing. That's cool. So uh, we'll see that tonight on CBS 47 and Fox 30. And and uh, nice job by everybody involved in that story. Absolutely. Uh, Shout out there. to Officer Fisher with the St. Augustine Police Department. Unbelievable stuff. Well, look who else arrived. And look here. at this. This is the this is the show doll right here. Seems like a man on a mission right now. This What's is up, Action man? Sports Jack's Marcel Robinson checking in. I smell some kind of a challenge coming after this. He well, just this, has that. This right here, he's got this. Right now. This is either one bad relay team or two uh, two two forty yard dash uh, heats soon. All I'm gonna say is, I was walking downstairs, minding my business, eating my celebratory cake. <laughs> oh, hey, making the turn for home to the office, and I heard, hey, did you see what, hear what they said about you upstairs? And I just want to know, what's I, up? I just want to hear you say it again. Well, Marcel, once again, wow. Um, we, you know, we have a 40-yard dash challenge coming up here. Obviously, I have a fight coming up, so I have to focus on that first. After I take care of business there, I will focus my attention to you and your 40-yard dash challenge. Now, like I've said, I have the experience. I've ran it on the biggest stage. I ran in the NFL Combine in my underwear, okay? Try running a 40-yard dash in your underwear in front of thousands of thousands of people in the NFL Network. Not that easy, all right? And so I, many jokes, so many well, jokes. Well, I mean, the, the, the jokes write themselves, yes, John. They really they do, do, man. they do. But yeah, I still wear his underwear for a living. I still wear underwear for a living, too, in believe it or not. In, in the cage, exactly. And I mean, here, too, And I if think, you saw but... my last fight, unfortunately, <laughs> they're kind of, yeah, they're kind of, I think they're like a European cut, my last fight trunks that I wore. So uh, it wasn't a good look. But anyways, we're talking about the 40-yard dash. Yeah, I, I'm pretty confident that I can beat you. Um, the only reason why I say that is because when I ran it, in the NFL Combine, I was 280 pounds. I'm 245 pounds now. So scientifically, I would should I should be faster. Now I'm older. I don't want to tear something, but I, I will race you in a 40 yard dash sometime, and hopefully Brent and John take part in it. And they can be once again the no. undercard. Wow. 
the wow. undercard. Wow. But I hope you guys take part of it. Wow. You know what's interesting here? I'm looking at, see, Marcel wears the shades in the building in the sports office. We give him a hard time about that. And so he This is not an act, this. by the way. No, this, no, this, this is, is real. Marcel. This is this it is right real. here. Marcel the future loves, is too bright. Listen, yeah. Marcel loves himself some Marcel. <laughs> Marcel was seen earlier right there with those pictures taken, with the lights taking pictures of himself. It was like he had his own red carpet before this whole event started around 1.30. Uh, the master of the selfie. Uh, but I mean, uh, if, if really, you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. Absolutely. Amen. But this is a great time to give a shout-out to Marcel and Stuart Weber. Yeah. Because our faces are on this show, and uh, it's Action Sports Jacks. But really, what these guys do and what really we've asked them to do, in addition to how much we do in TV, and uh, is, is uh, admirable, and we appreciate it. Uh, nobody really knows how much goes on behind the scenes, but uh, we seriously do more sports on TV locally than anybody in the country, any other affiliate. So we're already kind of maxed out, and these guys have been a big part of uh, building ESPN 690 through the first year. And it also is a reminder of some of these things of what happened to them. Like when Marcel would come on the show, we would have the sunglass song that would play. When Stuart Weber would stop in, we'd have the hairdo song or haircut yeah, song. What yeah. was it? What was that? Uh, I whipped my hair back and forth. Yeah, there you by go. By Willow Smith, right? Oh, man. I got you, man. I got you, man. I got Steel you. trap up here. Yeah, it wasn't Casey Musgraves. wasn't and, Casey Musgraves. And then whatever happened to Austin Lane's whiteboard, I still haven't figured out in like the last six months. It was like a right staple of a show, and he basically gave way to Submarine Mike, who's at the Iceman games all yeah. the time. That's a great message right there, by the way. Marcel is sure Marcel. Is awesome. Is awesome. It took me a little bit. Sounds uh, like a greeting card. But anyway, so you kind of—it's interesting as these shows go along, and we just keep plugging away. You're like, where? What happened to some of these things? One yeah, thing that stayed the same is John Bachman always comes in around 4:15. Yeah, give or take 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, but yeah. you almost got to go on TV. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna better go do that now. <laughs> so <laughs> that's 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 what pays the bills for me. John, answer your question real quick yeah. about the whiteboard. Yeah. Two two things happened. Number one, my eating schedule kind of got in the way of it, but more importantly. I used like a marker probably every other week, so I, I ran out of it markers. Was costly. And unless Staples, where, where's the camera? Staples <laughs> wants to cut the check and uh, sponsor <laughs> me and my whiteboard. By all means, let's do it. But until that time, I refuse to write anything on that whiteboard until I get compensated. Wow, one year, How do you folks. Feel about that? One year, folks, How do you feel about and we that? created a monster. Pretty much, I am. I am the Jalen Ramsey of whiteboards. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Oh, oh you guys, you guys didn't like that one. You that one like that was one. close. That one hurt. You guys didn't like that one. Okay, wow. Sorry about that. Now, let's too soon? Too soon. You guys got two first-round picks for him. We'll see what happens. <laughs> by, the, by the way, is he going to be on the Titans sideline this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny is every time we see a Brinks truck, my family, the kids say, hey, is Jalen in there? That's <laughs> like every time. Now, uh, let, let's not let this low-key shade. Uh, discriminate from the fact that um, I'm going to respond to your claim. By the way, so oh. you, you ran down your credentials. You uh, know, yeah. Your oh boy. Credentials and everything. <laughs> you got to go. Football hey, John Bachman, five o'clock. CBS right. forty-seven. Five Best thirty. Go do some TV. Race. I look forward to seeing you guys Thank race, you. and we'll be racing. I guess before you. Yes, we're, we're okay with that. I will send I'm the okay information. I'll you send can work on them, right? I have your email. Thank you. Okay. Congratulations, by the Thanks way, guys. Thanks for stopping up. Congratulations. John Bachman. Great stuff. Don't forget, CBS 47, Fox 30, not only 5 to 7 o'clock, but later tonight when you get home, 10 to 11.30. All right, Marcel. It's, it's hit, very, us, hit us with those flake football stats real quick. It's, it's very ironic that this beautiful Jacksonville Sharks jersey is up here customized for ESPN 690 because not too long ago, I don't want to say, you know, maybe 366 days ago, yours truly ran a legit 4-5. Four 4-5? Five. Four five? Two reps. Okay. Uh, Brent was there. Okay. If, if, if you don't Brent, can, can you attest to this? You, you ran a four or five? Twice. Ye yeah. Brent? No, he did. No, he did. 
a four or five ish or a four or five ish ish. Okay. Second question: Was it electronically timed or hand timed? Electronic. Yep. It was electronic. Yes. Okay. Thank Interesting. You. Ah, hey, not uh, worried about it. Little respect there. Nah. Not worried about it. Also, you're um, I don't know how I feel about you downplaying my athletic achievements. Okay. Three out of five flag football champions, by the way. Oh, three. Sorry, three flag football championships. Okay, three go ahead. Of, three out of the last five seasons. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, but you being a former football player, you're sure. running down your credentials. A long time ago. About being a professional defensive end, mm-hmm. you know as just as well as anyone that game speed and track speed are two different things. Correct. And it's gonna be real upsetting when you have to come back in front of all these people on the radio when yeah. I dust you by a full second. Dust me. Do, do, do we have that audio? Dust me. We I'm have save, this on tape. Save that audio because when I'm training for this 40-yard dash, Marceau, I'm going to replay that every single day that I train. And I'm going to I'm gonna remember that dust me by a full second, you said. See, I don't need to train because, as, oh. as we all know, I'm from the country and that's <laughs> okay. all we do is run. Okay. I feel like I feel like this is McGregor. This, this, Cowboy is, this Cerrone. is Cowboy Cerrone McGregor This is right like, it's like us trying to this, do a weigh-in this, here. This wasn't really planned either. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, you know, one of the things on our show outside of uh, some – well, fun here. It's not going to be fun for Austin. Little ego that sometimes, bravado that sometimes uh, plays out. Is When we started the show, we wanted to do some fun interviews, some big interviews. Uh, Jack Del Rio, we already played for you a little bit. Uh, but Coos put together this little uh, couple of minutes of some of the people that we've had on the show. Some are big names, some from the Super Bowl. Remember, we got to see Herschel Walker. It's a fun that was time. It's going to be fun this year again. Inter- yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting. That's, by the way, we'll be there in a couple of weeks, and that's where you see all walks of life you, the entertainment, the music, the athlete. Uh, Do we so, have JLo yet coming for an interview? Not yet. We're working on it. All right. Thank you. Um, we're waiting for some of those NFL alumni connections. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's where I come in. Oh, okay. It's supposed to be where I'll you see come. what I can do. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to throw a party today. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I got you. Hey, so enough. far, so good. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming out, everybody. Uh, all right. So, Coos put this together. It's a little bit of what we've done over our first year uh, in terms of some of the folks we've had on. How about a toast to Uncle Chaps, who's in Jacksonville and joins us on the show right now? Not much. That jingle's fantastic. If it was still in the ages of ringtones, that would be my new ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad to have him on the show. It's Scorpio Sky, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. You see this man next to me now. Uh, thumbs up from Mike Mills. And you hear that music in the background? He's part of that as well. R.E.M. Mike B., my favorite channel on Pandora. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. <laughs> More pennies for me. Brent Marnola with Austin Lane and Maurice Jones-Drew joins us. What's up, man? Austin, what's going on, man? It's been a long time Whoa, no see. Long time no see, man. I'm doing fantastic. Coach Manny Diaz from the Miami Hurricanes. I may have hung up on him for a second. Hello, Coach. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Speaking of a guy who's been heckled before, probably could do his own bit of heckling. Uh, let's welcome in one of the fan favorites. Josh Scobie joins us on ESPN 690. What's happening, man? Oh, man, you uh, you really brought me in in a fun segment talking about peeing in, in coffee cups. Oh, Sorry. I appreciate that. Well, I got to go, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Well, I mean, I understand, but it, I, I, you know, I jumped in in a very random spot. Jason Fitz said this: pie crust is trash. Yes, even your family's great recipe. Oh, yeah, it's just bad. I mean, you know, the funny thing is, it's all that. Everybody's grandma's pie crust is bad, straight across the board. And the the most important thing you need to learn in your life is that anything pie can do, cake can do better. Oh, and that wow. is you. The 75th edition of the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, while Dobbs, back in 2015, helped Tennessee along against Iowa. Glad to be back on with you guys. I'm ecstatic, you know, that they're coming back down to Jacksonville. 
Brent Martin, along with former Jag Austin Lane, and he played for our next guest, of course. Let's welcome in on the program right now, former Jags coach Jack Del Rio. How you doing, guys? Good to be on, Brent and uh, and Austin. Uh, couldn't couldn't resist the opportunity to come on and talk with you guys. I'm Austin Lane, joined by a man who needs no introduction. I'm joined today by MJF. Look, even when I'm on live TV, I really just say whatever I want to say. That introduction was okay. Brian Dawkins joins us on the phone right now. Uh, hey, B-Doc, how you doing, man? I'm absolutely blessed 100% of the time. Right now, we are pleased to be joined by new Florida State football coach Mike Norvell here on ESPN 690. Coach, happy holidays. Thanks for taking some time a couple of days before Christmas. Oh, thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me on. I have some hard-hitting questions for you, Leonard, but first, let's go shopping. We appreciate you joining us, man. Thanks. What's it like to be here around the holidays and put a lot of smiles on kids' faces? Yeah, that's about giving back. All right, hey, uh, and I appreciate you checking yep. in. Brett Myers with us, former big league pitcher. It was very cold in Philadelphia. Hitters should have been glad that I used the little sticky stuff so I didn't hit them in the net. Baba Roblo from the Jacksonville Iceman, team president, of course, uh, owner as well. Well, thanks a lot, Brent, and uh, congratulations to you guys. Put that together. That's one. That's the first time I've heard that. And Bob happens to be right here. He finished it off. Uh, he said that live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you know what's interesting about all that? Man, it's been a long year. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long year. And uh, more to come. But we really do want to bring some bigger interviews and fun interviews and all that. We'll continue to work on that um, in the, the next year. And Jack Del Rio said he wouldn't pass up the opportunity to talk to us. I'm waiting for a call today. I mean, he's back to fault. work. See, he's back yeah. to work. Yeah, We're trying to get that real. We should have Mike Gola Jr. coming on here in a little bit as well. we got to get some Super Bowl predictions. we got to give away some more things here. We have still a lot to get to. Fun show here on a Friday afternoon. Thanks for hanging out with us here in studio. Also, if you're listening on ESPN 690 in your car, ESPN690.com, or all the various platforms that you might be watching on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and more. We'll be right back on ESPN 690. One more hour to go. We'll get you right into the weekend. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jacks. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jarrett Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Hey guys, congratulations on your one year. Definitely wishing you many, many more to come. Just always remember to stick with it even if you're losing. Skate hard and definitely have fun. Oh yeah, and never get too busy so you don't call your mom. Okay, love you guys and congratulations again. Thanks, bye. Hey, that was mom. That was Austin Lane's mom calling from Wisconsin right there. Left a message. I mean... She have to say that she loves us. I mean, she, she obviously loves me. I am her son. I'm wondering where you fit in the equation. Well, I often do wonder that. I like it. I wonder how many times, like, you know, when you rib somebody, and in our business and in our show, sometimes we have fun, and you poke fun. And like, I wonder what way you cross the line. Yeah. And mom's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Gets mad at me sometimes. Does she ever call and say, what was Brent talking about today? Uh, or go smack him a little bit. And the truth be told, my mom's more concerned about what I say because usually it's me on the radio that says something I probably shouldn't have said. So you don't have to worry about that. As far as crossing the line, I'll let it slide this time. But I don't hear a lot, of, a lot more I love yous coming from my mom to you, if that's cool with you. I think but, it's fantastic. But um, it's, I love her, too. We appreciate all the support from Wisconsin. <laughs> and um, moms were a big part of our show back in May, right? During Mother's Day, uh, we both, we had our moms call in, and it was it was, uh, it was was a lot of fun. So uh, I know they were excited this week. That's cool she left a message. 
no, that, that was really cool. And she ended it with, with Skate Hard. And it's funny, the little story behind the Skate Hard. I grew up playing hockey. I see we got a Penguins fan here. Uh, I feel sorry for you, sir. But anyways, um, so, so I grew up playing hockey and everything. And before every single game, my mom told me to skate hard. And even when I transitioned from hockey to football, uh, Skate Hard was still the motto that, that, I, that I lived by and that she used to always tell me. So it was cool she said Skate Hard uh, in that phone conversation. That's really cool. And uh, we do have a plan. We'll see if we can pull it off. But Jags play in Green Bay this year. Uh, coming up, and depending on the calendar, we may try to do a little hometown thing yeah. uh, in Iola, Scandinavia, Wisconsin, and it's not far, right? How far? From Green Bay, it's about 45 minutes. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we may try to stay an extra day or go a day early and figure it out and maybe do a little hometown show, Yeah, uh, which could be a lot of fun at the 40. It, it, it'll be something, man. <laughs> it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a lot of bad food and a lot of drinking, I'm sure, but we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, speaking of a lot of fun, uh, let's go to the phone line right now. And a guy you listen to and wake up to if you listen to ESPN 690 in the morning, what you hope you do here in Jacksonville. Mike Golick, Jr., part of Golick and Wingo, and we appreciate him taking some time in the afternoon to join us. What's up, Mike? Nothing. I thought you guys were going to say, speaking of bad food and drinking, that would have been much more on par for me. <laughs> well, I don't know you that well yet, but I was thinking of going there. <laughs> you know what? It would, have been, it would have been justified. So, you know what? Consider this the written invitation now. We know each other that well, and to be honest, anyone who's been around me for five seconds knows bad food and drinking. Pretty much goes hand in hand with the Golic name. That's awesome. Uh, Mike Golic Jr. with us from ESPN, and uh, Golic Jr. is kind of a cool deal. Set the scene here for you, man. And I don't know where you're at, and I don't know how much you know what we're doing today, but it's our one year anniversary show. We made it that far, so that's a milestone in itself. We have a live studio audience. Uh, many of the folks that probably listen to you in the morning, at least we hope they do, uh, to kick off their day on ESPN 690. And uh, we're just chilling out on some couches, which you do like on Tuesday nights during the college football season. And along with Jason Fitch, you talk about it. But you and uh, your dad and Wingo came down to Jacksonville during the Florida, Georgia, Georgia, Florida week. How was that experience down here in Jacksonville for you guys? It was a great time. I mean, I had never been down around that area, obviously, for, I don't even know if we can still call it the world, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party or whatever. Yeah, whatever we, can. we call it now, but, but for one of the biggest rivalry games in college football, and it was so interesting, we got a chance to have Tim Tebow on the show down there, who is obviously from the area and lived that rivalry in maybe the most you know, prominent way possible. But just hearing from him about how much it meant to the area and what it was like being a kid growing up around there and seeing that rivalry, it was pretty cool to get a flavor of the area through one of my favorite lenses, which is college football. I mean, what better way to see the country? Mike, I feel uh, I feel like you and I have a lot in common. You know, I mean, we're both former football players. We both rock tattoos to the fullest, and I respect your tattoo game, man. My question to you is because, you know, you're fairly new to this game just like I am. This is my first year in radio. My question to you is, when you first started pursuing this career, what were you more nervous about, making that, that first NFL start in a, in a preseason game or getting your first NFL time, or was it going on the radio for the very first time and just talking to the world? Uh, you know what, i got to say, I think it was the radio. Like The first time I got any sort of extended minutes on radio, it was back when Dag and Greeny were doing Mike and Mike, and it was one of those days I was going to get to go in for like a half hour just for whatever reason and, and go in, and I had been doing weekend radio around there, but obviously – that was a step up. It was one of the biggest morning shows in the country. And I think I slept for all of 45 minutes that night. The only thing that kept going through my head was, because, you know, with football, you spend all the time from when you're in Pop Warner and Little League practicing and doing the same thing. I've been an offensive lineman my whole life. So I had put in like 10,000 hours, and I felt like, all right, I'm prepared for this. 
When it came to radio, I had not been nearly as, you know, uh, well-practiced. I hadn't put nearly the amount of reps in it. All I kept thinking was, I'm going to slip up and say the F word on air. They're <laughs> never going to let me back on this thing. I know myself well enough to know that occasionally I curse a little bit too much, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it on national radio, and my you know, radio and television and broadcast career is going to last all of two minutes. So the nerves were sky high for that one. Mike Golick Jr. with us here on uh, ESPN 690, Action Sports Shacks, celebrating a one-year anniversary on the air. And the station started about a week before us, so you got to listen to uh, Golick and Wingo in the morning, and you still do uh, from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., of course, on a daily basis right here on ESPN 690. Mike, I know you've been asked this like a billion times, but I'll be the guy to ask you that. What is it like working with your dad every day or just about every day? Uh, easy. Like I always said, the biggest leg up. And obviously, listen, I understand that a big part of why I ended up at ESPN at the age I did with the chance I did was because of my last name. That's never something I've really won- run with. But I think the biggest leg up I've had in all this is the chance to work with someone. And you guys know this. Every time you work with a new host, it's that process of getting to know someone, of learning, all right, what are someone's strengths and weaknesses when it comes to what they like to talk about? Where can I, you know, like we had at the beginning of this conversation, where can I go with this person? I came into this with, you know, and now 30 years of experience with knowing exactly where I can go with someone. And when I was getting started in this, it was he knew exactly where I could go, exactly what my strengths were, and how to get me to that point at a time where I desperately needed that help, where I was still learning where I could go in a lot of this. And so having a host who knew me better than anyone in this industry is ever going to know me was such an immediate help for me and such a lifeline for me. And so now that, you know, I've been doing this a lot longer, we've had the chance to do this together, Dad and I, for a couple of years now, I think it just kind of continues to have that easy feel. And I'd like to think that, you know, for everyone else around the show, for Trey, for Jason Fitz when he was a part of our show, for the rest of our staff, that hopefully that relationship kind of, bleeds over and makes it a little easier for everyone else to, you know, relax, that we all feel like we know each other really well and to just make for a more enjoyable show that way. Yeah, it's a fun dynamic. And, by the way, you have embraced the family thing. I mean, your whole family does a podcast, so that's pretty cool uh, doing that together as well. We're going to talk to Mike Gullick, Jr., by the way, at the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks, so I'm not going to keep you long, but let's talk a couple quick football things. You do talk a lot of college football during the fall. Uh, we had this debate, I think, coming off the national championship game on Tuesday Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, if they both were coming out this year or next year and you had that number one pick, who would you pick? Who do you think will be the better NFL guy when we look at this thing 10, 15 years down the road? Man, I'd be hard-pressed to look away from Joe Burrow. And I understand the things that are so enticing about Trevor Lawrence. That kid's made of something different. And I mean that quite literally. I saw him take that hit in person on the sideline in the Fiesta Bowl when he went down and looked like he wasn't getting back up. And to see him go on the sideline, collect himself, and then continue to be a threat in the run game, to move around the way he did and still take shots in that great Ohio State defense, I truly think that guy might be Superman. He might be made of steel. That being said, I I think the things that we watch Joe Burrow do are so NFL-ready. We always used to walk around, and anytime we'd see a guy in practice, I remember my buddy Kyle Rudolph, we'd always say, oh, he's ready. You could see NFL stuff when you're looking on there, and the command that Joe had of an offense that has so many NFL principles, the places he put the football where only his guys could get it where they always had the chance to do something better with it, and and, and the poise overall and the confidence he gives. I was reading an article about Aaron Rodgers today and about how every time he enters the huddle, 
he gives the rest of his teammates the confidence that, all right, no matter what, we've got a chance because we've got Aaron Rodgers here, and that was all you heard coming out of LSU, coming out of that team was, we feel like we got a chance because we got nine in that huddle. And I feel like when you're looking to build your franchise around someone, that's the guy you're looking for. Mike, you know, we're, we're live in Jacksonville, obviously. A lot of SEC country around here, the Florida Gators. I see some Gators shirts in the crowd here. Yeah, go and give them some props if you want, man. You're all good. But um, from, from the perspective of the SEC, you know, it's always been about Alabama. Now LSU's making a play a little bit. Georgia's always been competitive. But with the loss of Tua, with the loss of Fromm now, with the loss of obviously Joe Burrow, are we going to see next year an SEC, um, you know, East and West, basically, that's going to be blown wide open? Or are we still going to see the Alabamas, the LSUs, and Georgias just rise to the top, kind of like they always do? Uh, Listen, it's as open as it's been in a while because all of these schools made that transition to the future, right? Alabama used to be an easy formula because you were going to run the hell out of the ball and play defense, and you didn't need to have a transcendent quarterback at the helm for that to happen. But we know the game has changed. The SEC West, of all leagues in college football, has become a time and space league the way that we've seen in the Big 12 for years and the Pac-12 for years. And so now I feel like it's hard to put Pandora back in that box. And so they're a little more dependent on that. That being said, I still think and generally tend to lead towards those teams, especially the Alabamas of the world, because while every day it feels like we're watching some new LSU Tiger and some new LSU underclassmen, declare for the draft and then lose another coach. They're learning about the problems that Nick Saban has lived for years in Alabama. And the Tide have a bunch of their underclassmen that decided to come back. They had a bunch of guys that looked at that situation and said, I can improve my draft stock, and they're all a little bit kicked off about how this last year went. So I think we're still going to be dealing with Alabama. I'm very interested to see how the transfer quarterback from Wake Forest, Jamie Newman, works out for Georgia and what is a hyper-talented team that, for whatever reason, struggled to pass the ball this year. I think we see a lot of the same names, but if there is a year for people to capitalize on the outside, this would be it. You better strike while the iron's hot because we know those dominant programs don't lay down for long, if at all. By the way, I think Georgia made a big splash hire to the offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, former Jaguars wide receivers coach. Good hire uh, up there in um, Athens for the Georgia Bulldogs. Mike Golick, Jr., we appreciate you joining us, man, for a few minutes. We're going to do it again Super Bowl week, all right? Make some time for us. Absolutely. going to be great. Happy one year, guys. Congrats. Thanks, uh, Mike Golick, Jr. Listen to him every morning with his dad, Golick and Wingo, uh, of course, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on ESPN 690. Hope you like the lineup. And by the way, you mentioned Jason Fitz. We've had a lot of fun with Jason Fitz uh, every Tuesday. He's going to continue to join us, but he actually now will lead into our show. That's a, a programming change coming up Monday. It will start Monday. It used to be Stephen A. Smith, but they're making the switch at ESPN. So here in Jacksonville, that will be the same. Jason Fitz will be on from 1 till 3. Uh, I think you'll like it. Uh, sorry if you love the Stephen A. Smith show, but they're making some changes. But I think this is a, a good uh, change of pace as well. We'll lead right into us uh, every afternoon from 3 to 6. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I see some folks trying out the Vita de Louis, which is a great thing. A little taste testing going on here today with our uh, in-studio audience. So it's a perfect time, 5 o'clock on a Friday, to hit the happy hour horn. Just enough for everyone to win. We're gonna 
make this party the best thing I've made. This is my favorite place. Nothing right will replace no. Anything goes. Gangsters are rolling, half face smiling. It's all I think of the rhythm while you're drinking. Anything goes. Grab a drink, get a shot. Tip your star tender. <laughs> yeah, you can do that right over here, by the way, if you're in studio with us, uh, with our live in-studio audience action sports jacks on ESPN 690. Thanks again to Vita DeLouis for supporting that all in 2019. Uh, com. Mark Lowry, Martin Buckley, they have now uh, left us, but... Uh, Left here. <laughs> Reposado and Yeho Blanco, uh, three different flavors to get Vita de Louis. And we're going to talk some more sports when we come back. We have a couple of special other things to get to, and we're going to do some giveaways. I love looking out in the crowd right now like, hey, we've been here a while. When are we doing this grand prize thing? I want that Gardner Midshoe jersey. I get it. I get it. But you got a little bit more time to hang. We're holding you hostage here tonight. We got some more food, I think. Some cake in the back. Some Vita de Louis. Have Brent, some drinks. What does what does that whiteboard say? My eyes are just not as good as they used to be, apparently. Austin and Brent equal ballin'. Coos equals fallin'. I'm kidding. I can see it just fine. There are two segments it. that we've had on this show for the most part. We're gonna get to them. Ballin' and fallin' and stay in your lane. We'll have a little bit of taste of that coming up on Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690 when we come back. Thanks for hanging with us here on a Friday. Hope you're heading into a good weekend, everybody. <laughs> Now, back to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and in the iHeartRadio app. Fred Austin, ESPN 690. Happy anniversary. This is Jason Fitz. Man, I enjoy getting to spend so much time with you guys every single stinking week. I can't wait for it to continue. Also, by the way, shameless promotion on your anniversary Monday, 1 to 3 Eastern. You can listen to First Take Your Take with me, Jason Fitz. Anyway, more important than all of that, you guys have been a blast throughout the entire football season. I can't wait to see what 2020 holds for you. Proud of your anniversary. Happy for you guys. It's just the beginning of great, great things, and I'm small to be a tiny, tiny part of what you guys are doing there. Happy anniversary. Have some extra cake just for me. That's Jason Fitz. Again, you'll hear him from 1 until 3, ESPN 690, starting on Monday. Really cool guy. I don't know if you ever heard of the start of Fitz coming out on Tuesdays. He would join us at 4, and I think he's going to join us at 4 o'clock uh, starting next week, or maybe we give him another week after the Super Bowl. But he'll be joining us again. Uh, and, and he was a fiddle player in the band Perry, uh, the country group. And then he, he was like, yeah, I kind of got – I wouldn't want to say burn out. I don't want to speak for him, but uh, he's tired of the road. He was on the road all the time. And so he uh, said, you know what, I'm making a change and getting out. And it's, but a very successful band and, and fiddle player and ends up going into the sports realm. And here he is on ESPN. And now he's uh, he's been joining uh, Golik and Wingo in the morning. And he had his own show from 5 until 6 a.m. on ESPN 690. That's an early wake-up call. And now he's going 1 to 3. So really cool dude. We've had a lot of fun with him. And uh, I like his sports take, so I think you'll enjoy it uh, coming up uh, on Monday. That show will begin. We're here, a one-year celebration show, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. A bit of apology probably to our listeners only on the, ES- on the radio side, ESPN 690, ESPN690.com. Uh, we have a live in-studio audience. We've had mascots running around. We've had a bunch of guests. So if you watch on the uh, feeds, the video feeds, YouTube and Twitter and Facebook, uh, and Twitch, you'll be able to see uh, all of that. Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, special shout-out to them. They sponsored this event for us, and uh, hopefully you guys got a chance to, to try some of their food. Three locations for Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, and some of the nicest people around 
which is really cool. A lot of the people that we, uh, if you will, do business with are really good folks, and, and a lot of them were able to join us today, so we appreciate them. And howdy at Jumpin' Jack's House of Food. Mandarin, San Jose, we were just there last week. I also have a location in Atlantic Beach, and they just opened one in downtown uh, on West Adams Street, which, by the way, is killing it in like the first 10 days. So congratulations to Howdy and Jumpin' Jack's House of Food. All right, so we started uh, – uh, this is part content of the show today, just to talk a little more sports. But one of the things we did last year is a couple of segments. We had balling and falling and stay in your lane. And Coos up here is really responsible for balling and falling. When we were going through some ideas of the show and what we wanted to do, he said on his Drive and Dish podcast, go listen to it, download it, all those things, right, Coos? Subscribe to Subscribe, it. yeah, like that's the big one. Uh, subscribe, subscribe. I can get all this lingo, right? Um, but Koo said, hey, we do this thing called ball on the phone. I said, great, let's steal it. And so we did. <laughs> and uh, I kind of liked it. And and really, it probably started off with a vision of, hey, let's just give somebody who was like awesome yesterday and somebody who wasn't awesome yesterday. Well, then it kind of evolved into like sometimes three segments long. Yeah. Uh, show host fault probably on that. But ball on the phone has been a lot of fun. And uh, there's been a lot of different things to talk about. And it takes us outside the sports realm sometimes, which is cool. And in this social media world where everything's on Twitter, uh, sometimes we have a lot of fun with it. So let's go. What you got? Balling and falling. Balling. Well, to keep it NBA related and to keep it me related, obviously I talk about Murray State a lot on the show. Do I not, Brent? You do. So tonight the Memphis Grizzlies are having Murray State night. Um, in Memphis for John Morant, and it's expected an extra 2,000 people from Murray State are actually making the trip to watch John Morant play at home in Memphis. So shout out to Murray State, shout out to John Morant right now in the in, in the lead for Rookie of the Year, NBA Rookie of the Year. Uh, not going to do the slam dunk contest unfortunately this year. It's kind of a bummer, but props to him. I tell you, he's probably going to win Rookie of the Year. I don't think. You know, it's Simon Close. Yeah. Huh? Well, you know, like Zion coming back though, he has a chance. No, he, he hasn't enough played games. enough games. Played I don't think it'll be enough. I got you. Isn't it crazy? I thought about this the other day in the NBA, which we don't really talk a lot about, but the NBA heats up and it's big. It's it, they've done a great job. Whiteboard over there. Summary Mike says ball and hockey fall in NBA, but that's not really true. Oh, I would I mean, talk NHL all day if I could, man. Yeah, believe that, me. And it's not true, really, right? The NBA is – we don't talk about it a ton around here. Part of our grand prize giveaway will be uh, Orlando Magic and Milwaukee Bucks tickets coming up in just a bit. But it has really taken off. I mean, I grew up – and I say this uh, a bunch of times over the years if you've listened to me. I grew up every night watching Larry Bird play. Every night. Like, I loved Larry Bird. Went to bed with – snuck the TV on, that little black-and-white TV uh, that – I mean, I'm not that old, but it was like a little <laughs> black and white TV. It was like a black and white TV that actually took a little time to warm up. And so, like, when you'd have to, like, sneak it off because your parents were coming up the stairs, then I had to turn it on. It would take, like, more time for it to warm up and come on. I'd be missing Larry Bird threes. But I watch Larry Bird all the time, so I love the NBA. Well, then I'd go to college, and the NBA, I thought, had a bad stretch. Bird retired, and I kind of just lost touch with the NBA. I will say in the last decade of the NBA, I think it is, it's so prime right now. You know, people fell in love with the Kobe's of the world and all that, but there are so many stars. LeBron James has been the star. But think about the NBA. Right now, they haven't had Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and even Zion Williamson, who's one of the big stars to enter the league. And they're still doing okay. Like, there are still so many stars in the NBA that they have marketed it beautifully. It's really paid off for them here as we enter 2020. So much so that that's my balling. LeBron James, who I think is one of the ultimate athletes in our our era. That's not easy to do with a Rhode Island guy. Our era. <laughs> um, but I do think 
if you could make an athlete, there's probably a short list of guys that have handled themselves really well and almost, I wouldn't say perfect. We know it. Nobody's perfect. But they've done so well in their position. Can you imagine being in LeBron's position, how popular that guy is worldwide, the, 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 the asks, you know, the pressure on him, all this stuff. And I think he's been phenomenal. Did I see it correctly? And this is my ball, and so I hope I saw it correctly, that he's leading the way in the All-Star voting? Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, with all the stars, and we know he's now 17 years in. And yeah. the trolls too. There's a lot of people that are voting for. Well, yeah, you're that, right. That yeah. Taco Fall. I mean, but uh, I think it's still amazing. Ball, it LeBron James has played well. I think he's taken the Lakers where he needs to right now. We'll see where it ends up. Yeah. But he's doing all the things he needs to do, and he's still one of my my favorite athletes. Like when you have kids, you're like, okay, do you want to look up to athletes? Do you want to be like athletes? I always say LeBron James. If I had a kid. Like, my kid likes LeBron James. Yeah. The only problem with LeBron James now is he's in a Lakers uniform. I just told you, I grew up watching Larry Bird all the time. I'm not supposed to like the Lakers. So I don't like this LeBron James as much as I like the other one with the Heat and the Cavs. Um, but I can't believe that he's still uh, leading the way in the All-Star. Hey, Grease, oh. step your game up and vote Giannis in as the top spot. Let's go. Yeah. Grease is falling. <laughs> Grease is I'm falling. kidding. Uh, what is falling? Falling. Uh, does anybody know who Vera de Sosa is? Probably not, because I didn't know who he was until I looked him up. So you're all good. All right. Vera de Sosa, and this is where the segment can go sometimes a little bit off the rails. Vera de Sosa is a, a soccer player on the Brazilian national team, and he divorced his wife of 13 years. Now, it's not a big deal. That happens, unfortunately, sometimes. Not a big deal. 50% of the time. The, the Really? Okay. The, 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 the fallen thing, though, is the fact that who he's now dating, he is dating his wife's niece. So... The Brazilian national soccer player divorced his wife and chose to date her niece. Uh, Vera de Sosa, uh, also known as the Hulk of the Brazilian national team, he is fallen. Or I guess balling if you want to look at it in a different light. I don't think so. Hey. I think he's fallen. He's <laughs> let's, fallen. Let's leave it at fallen. I said uh, fallen. All right, real quick, fallen. I don't know how your place's work of employment, but we have like a couple of refrigerators here, like two on the TV side, and I think there's two on the radio side. But at night, I, I work till like midnight on the TV side. So... I put some food sometimes in the fridge. Well, the other day I got Renna's Pizza, right? We were at the remote. Got Renna's Pizza. Shameless plug for Renna's Pizza once more. Uh, and I had four slices left. And I put the box in the fridge, and the fridge was, like, empty. So, like, I know it wasn't, like, getting cleaned out. I come back 11 hours later. Like, I left at midnight. I came back at, like, 11 in the morning. That's not a shameless plug for me working. I'm just telling you, that's how far it was. That's it. Humble the pizza day. was gone. Was it Bachman is the question. Was it Borish? Who ate my pizza? Don't you hate when people eat your food that you put in the fridge at work? Or does something just happen here? Here's the thing. You work in a news station. There's cameras everywhere. <laughs> Can we go back to the footage? Go back to the footage. All right. So a uh, well, quick story. This happened to me like six or seven years ago. And, like, I really don't care about the pizza now. But I was just like, who ate all the pizza? Like, I just don't go in and eat other pizza, people's yeah, food, right? It's out of principle. Uh, but, but anyway. And, and but sometimes we'll have, like, a big catering. Like, today we'll put all this food in the fridge that we got here. And then it was like, okay, there was a party. It's left over. Everybody can have it. You kind of get it. This was like four slices of pizza. That wasn't a party. That was like my own party. That was it. But so years ago, uh, I said the same exact thing. Somebody took my food out of the fridge, and I was so mad. I was just like just ticked off. And I wrote the GM at the time. He doesn't work anymore. I wrote the GM like, don't we have surveillance cameras of the fridge? we got to be able to find out who got 
<laughs> so I did it. Man, I did it. I don't know if they ever looked happen. at him, but they're like, shut up, Brent. Make it happen, man. Like, who cares? Somebody took your $6 meal. Yeah, but it's not a priority, though. It's, it's just, not about the meal. It's about the principles. But just anyway. do what everybody else does. Send a really passive-aggressive, all-staff yeah, email. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing We'll it. move instead, on. Instead, we were nice enough to invite everybody up and, and have some food. That's there it. You go. We did it today. Everyone got uh, some. Anyway, Kuz has been working hard on this show. So we like to think that we had some fun moments here on the show, uh, not just today, but throughout the first year. And I think Scott's got that ready to play, a little clip from, uh, well, 2019 and beyond. Well, I'll tell you what, man, you're probably the top best dress right now in the studio. So <laughs> Take well, that for what it's worth. I'm the only one wearing makeup, I think. <laughs> Boy, you really don't like this V-neck, huh? Dude, I, I like the whole ensemble, man. You look like a bouncer from the Cheesecake Factory, dude. What's up, Brian? Looks like he's, he's carving kids at the Cheesecake Factory, man. Looks like he's bouncing at the Cheesecake Factory right now with that hat on, too. Yeah, he's got, his, he's got his AirPods. Oh, he's got his AirPods in, man. Bounce at the Cheesecake Factory. Sorry, Brent. I, I didn't mean that one, I'm but I kind of did. <laughs> Next week you call in, I'm going to have a PowerPoint presentation ready to go of why pie will always be superior to cake. Okay, as a former fat kid, I don't want nutrition out of my dessert. I want, I want more cake and more. I want more cake and fat in my dessert. Come on, that. Coos, I love a lozenge right now if you had one. You got a lozenge. Go tackles. Coos, you got a lozenge. I don't. We okay. Got Brent's hazelnuts. We got it. She just makes sure that you put that as a button for when he comes no. back. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. A 50-year-old dad in Tommy Bahama jeans or in shorts, you know, like at a bar. Uh, I think it's a lot more than just doing creatine, eating healthy, and getting a good night's sleep. Have you seen Chris McCaffrey lately? I guess I didn't see the shot. I hope you're referring he's on to. steroids. I hope every athlete gets on steroids. Here we go. I'm a big steroids guy. Do we, yeah, big steroids. How supporter. do you feel about 14 year olds getting on steroids? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that introduction was almost as awkward as Kuz going to Flagler and saying, uh, "My name's Justin Kuzart, and I got ex- well, I got suspended for plagiarizing." I didn't get suspended. I got kicked out of the class. Sorry, kicked out of a class in front of the president um, saying because he plagiarized. Uh, Chancer, real quick, chance to redeem yourself. So have you decided, do you like my shirt or not? Yeah. Scratching his face. Scratching his face so he's lying to me already. What Scratching the, his face. What are those things, those big green things? Not grasshoppers, but like the bit praying mantis. Yeah. I feel like your shirt is full of praying mantises. Wow, that's awesome. And what are you wearing today? Let me see your shoes quick. What are you rocking? Okay. These are you, Costco's specials. You, you look like a guy from a Zoloft commercial who hasn't taken the product yet. I'm depressed just looking at you right now. How do you feel about that? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Brent. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's going okay. I just don't care right now. There you go. Well, happy, happy holidays, Brent. Thank you very much. Disney depression. You, know, <laughs> you just can't take it. You just can't no. take it. Like, what would the Jaguars be if they were uh, a, a, an outfit walking down the street? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what, what is that? Doc Martens and. Oh, man. I said Doc Martens, uh, a pair of 1990 Oakley sunglasses, 1998 Fossil Watch, uh, gym shorts. Yeah, just but, craziness. Meaning they don't have any identity. Yeah. By the way, got Costco shoes on today. Got these boomers. I see Costco. Well, Banana Republic representing a little gap. Meanwhile, you got your 2004 Vans on. Yeah, pretty much, man. And that's the ironic thing about it. Like, some of my greatest moments, I feel like, have come about making fun of your style. <laughs> and of all people to make fun of someone's style, it's me. Because if you ever watch the way I dress, dude, I'm not the stylish individual, okay? So for me to make fun of someone's style would be like 
coups to try to make you know coups try to judge like the slam dunk competition. Like he plays basketball, but what does he know about dunking? Probably not so much. We'll get there one day. We'll get there one day. I'm, I got faith in you. It's the that's same a, thing. That seemed like a stereotype. He said before, hey, first of all, don't put me in that category, Brent. We've been there before. I'm just saying from the perspective of he said on the show before that he can't dunk it. I'm just trying to help him out a little bit. All right. Uh, well, I don't know what our audience would be in terms of a clothing. Uh, it's, it's an eclectic group, and I respect it. Once again, I saw the Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not a good look, man. But besides that, everybody else looks good. Black and yellow. Sorry, yeah. dude. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Red Wings fan, and Sidney Crosby, he was a pretty boy. I just... Ooh, I like that. It drives uh, one a lot lately. By the way, one of the greatest moments still, I don't even know if you can fully understand it, is we seriously had the – we were at Flagler College, and we <laughs> had the president of Flagler College on, and Coos admitted to plagiarizing in, in college. Well, they knew about it already. So. <laughs> you got like with the, the president yeah. of the yeah. university on. Yeah. It was a moment. It was a great Statue moment. Of limitations. Yeah, you, yeah, you hope. <laughs> Uh, hey, special thanks to uh, all the folks that uh, were able to deliver food for, for all of our guests and everyone today, and probably a lot of people at the TV and radio uh, stations. Uh, Front Porch Kettle Corn, uh, Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, our primary sponsor for the entire show. We appreciate them. Mr. Chubby's Wings, Renna's Pizza, Pollo Tropical, Sinati's Bakery with that cake. Uh, that was very good. And uh, Vita DeLuis, of course, and Joy. Thank you very much, Joy, uh, for being a part of it, and Martin and, and everybody else. So a lot of people to thank, including the mascots, uh, Chum, Scampy, Duncan, Ozzy, Mr. Biggs, Fang. They all stopped by. That was a lot of fun. Seriously did feel like we were on the set of Sesame Street for a bit. It was chaos for a little bit, man. Yeah, it was. Especially uh, because they can't say anything. All right, we're not done. A couple more giveaways. We'll build up to this grand prize, at least here in studio, and uh, we'll put a bow on a week and really a bow on a year as we head into uh, a busy stretch coming up. We're, we'll be in Mobile at the Senior Bowl Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then at the Super Bowl the following week, all week long on Radio Row. So uh, we can't wait for 2020 to start in earnest, and it's about to happen uh, here in Jacksonville for us. Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. 20 more minutes or so. Hang with us, and then you can go uh, on with your weekend. Thanks for hanging today. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jack. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Welcome back, everybody. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Uh, sending you off into the weekend in style, we hope... Uh, Big thanks to everybody that uh, made this week possible and really this year possible uh, back to 2019. January 14th was our starting date, and uh, now we roll forward. Uh, we won't uh, make you nauseous with all the mentions of one-year anniversary and everything else. Uh, let's just roll on, and maybe maybe we'll celebrate it five years next. Is that what you're supposed to do? Uh, I'm still new to this, man. Yeah, you tell I me. Know. I don't know. But uh, well, you're married, so I mean, figure that one out. Once again, I'm still I'm still new to that as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm new to both things. But I tell you what, we have enjoyed, and really thanks to everybody who came out, registered on ESPN690.com, won some tickets, or wanted to be a part of it, and uh, we've had some fun with the folks in here. We appreciate you hanging around and being a part of it. We should do this more often. I kind of just like sitting on the couch. Yeah. Although I haven't ate anything yet, so I'm, I'm kind of we have not. About it that. is tough to eat. Like, it's, it's really hard thing, to eat. It's up one there. thing for people to see you eating on the stream every day. Yeah, which I, I necessarily don't really care about. Because you're kind of oblivious to. Exactly. It's a little different sitting up here when they're in person and, and eating everything. It's a little but, intimidating. Uh, there are still. Did you guys save us any? No, not really. Not a lot, huh? Uh, I don't blame you. There's a yeah. lot of good stuff over there. Once again, big thanks to Jumpin' Jacks. 
House of Food. We also want to give a big welcome in 2020 to uh, Bold City Heating and Air. Uh, Go check them out if you're looking for an air condition or, or if you need anything uh, with heating or air condition. BoldCityAC.com. They're new in 2020 with us. Uh, we're looking forward to that relationship. And so uh, make sure to check them out. $49 winter maintenance special, 904-379-1648. They'll take care of you. Good people. They took care of our family. Uh, BoldCityAC.com. Bold City Heating and Air. So uh, make sure to do that. couple other shout-outs uh, before we run out of time. Uh, J. David Tax Law, they've been on board with us since day one. I think they were the first ones, uh, J. David Tax Law. So special shout-out to Dwayne and J. David Tax Law uh, for the support because obviously you can't do this stuff without a little bit of support. Uh, so we love our relationships with uh, so many businesses in the community and especially uh, here today. And that includes all the sports teams, right? We, we had the Sharks out here, the Shrimp out here, uh, UNF and JU, uh, Jacksonville Giants, who you're going to play for next week. Uh, the Iceman, who will have a sellout crowd tomorrow. You can see the jerseys that we had on an ESPN 690 night during 2019. Bob's still trying to sign me to the team, too, he said. Yeah, Matthew Driscoll stopped by with the UNF Ospreys. Uh, the Players' Championship, which is, by the way, about 50 days away. That's it. Absolutely love the Players' Championship uh, and everything they do for the community and also the uh, fantastic golf. Uh, so, and, and then, of course, the Jaguars, right? I mean, the Jaguars are, are why we're allowed to do this in a lot of different aspects they gave us a bunch of different talking points they're really good people down there you, you know me on the tv side we work really close with them uh and have for a dozen years so we appreciate it all the f- good folks uh down there at the jacksville jaguars and all the sports teams and i hope i didn't miss a sports team in town uh ewc flagler college try to mention them all but uh, a lot of good people speaking of good people and a friend of the show i think we can call him that now Former Jags coach Jack Del Rio, kind enough to take a couple of minutes with us before we end this uh, big shebang, our one-year celebration show. And as I told everybody earlier, Jack, you were a big part of this, man. You helped us out back in June. Uh, your comments uh, kind of went a little bit crazy. I'm not sure you expected that when you joined us back in June on ESPN 690, but I think we uh, we at least have to give you a thanks for that. Well, you're welcome. Always always good talking with you. It's been been a few years since we spent uh, spent time together there in Jacksonville when I was coaching there, but uh, always good to see you and, and be on with you. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, and congratulations, man, on the new gig. You're back in coaching. I thought you were doing such a great job in our business at ESPN. You had told us that you and Luke were about <laughs> to start a podcast together, and then Ron Rivera gives you a call and says, come back to the sidelines. Jack, uh, what about the job? Yeah, I, I guess, uh, you know, putting on the makeup every day and being on camera, <laughs> It was it was uh, it was fun, but uh, yeah, I miss I miss the competition of coaching, and I'm really excited uh, with the opportunity that we have here in Washington. Jack, is there real quick? Uh, I, obviously, you're back in it, and and you can almost sense that you wanted to get back in it. I, I saw some reports, and and you almost you could kind of sense it even watching you a little bit. You miss it on the sidelines. It's a different animal that competitive spirit. But even when we talked to you back in June, I got the sense that maybe this was it. Maybe you were okay with not being on the sidelines anymore. Was there any of that at all in these last few months, six months, that kind of went through your mind? Uh, not really. I enjoyed I enjoyed the, the TV part. I enjoyed covering the league, obviously, from a different angle. Uh, I, I certainly respect the work that goes into covering the league and, and all the different people that work at it and, and getting good information and being accurate. Um, but no, the competitive side never, never waned. Uh, you know, I ultimately to have the opportunity to come back in a good spot with good people. You know, Ron Rivera, uh, classy guy, humble guy, uh, and, and we see a lot of things the same. And, and so excited to be with good people and here with a chance to get this team turned around. 
Coach Austin Lane here. It's great to hear from you again. Um, What's you know, up, Austin? Not too much, man. It was great to play for you back in 2010, and it's hard to believe it was almost a decade ago now. And when we talk about being a decade ago, we talk about the modern era NFL player, right? The, the personality change a little bit, more of the guys getting on social media and all that good stuff. I guess my question to you is, from 2010 to now going to the Washington Redskins, being the defensive coordinator, how much is your philosophy going to change? How much is it you're on the field, but only on the field, but also off the field stuff going to have to change too to try to adapt to these players, or are you staying true to yourself? Well, kind of a blend. I think, you know, you're always growing with life's experiences. You know, certainly uh, the opportunity that I had to, to look at the league uh, from the viewpoint I had this year where I was able to go to different camps, go to like six different camps this, this summer, uh, be able to watch NFL ball, uh, all, all throughout the week, each week, evaluating what's going on around the league, how offenses are trying to attack defenses, what what guys are doing to to adjust to that defensively, all the different challenges that are that are part of today's makeup, and just getting a chance to digest all of that. So that'll all be obviously be a part of of what we do. And then now it's a collaborative effort. You know, we're we're here grinding right now, still in the office grinding. You know, trying to get our get our ducks in a row, get everything set. You know, make sure that our system is sound and solid, and and when we get with the players, we're ready to teach it and install it. Jack Del Rio with us here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, new defensive coordinator for the Washington Redskins. Uh, everybody's got an ego. I mean, we all do to some degree, especially if you're competitive. How hard is it? You've done this a couple times now to check that a little bit when you're the defensive coordinator and not the head coach. It's a totally different role. Uh, you know, I, I don't really look at it like that. You know, I don't think I have to check anything. I'm, I'm going to be myself, uh, be who I am. Uh, like I said, it's always inclusive. You know, I, I believe in, in the staff sharing ideas, challenging each other, talking talking through things, and then we'll settle on what we're going to be as the Redskins uh, go forward in 2020. So, but I no, I don't I don't feel a sense of having to check anything. I'm going to be obviously respectful. The head coach always has the final say in, in things, and we're going to follow his lead. Uh, so I'm, I'm a good soldier that way. But to me, it's not checking anything. It's just fully supporting the team. I've always been about team. You know, playing and coaching in the league now for you know 34 years. I mean, it's it's you know you don't survive this long without understanding what it's like to be part of a team. Coach, this is an offensive-minded league. Let's be honest here. But you know, you know me. I played on defense, and I'm defense first. And I think I've said it to nauseam on the show. You have to be able to stop the run and run the football. When you talk about Ron Rivera, when you talk about Bill Belichick, these defensive-minded coaches, it seems like the defensive-minded coaches help build the culture. They help build success for years and years to come. With all due respect to Sean Payton and Andy Reid, you know, I feel like the defensive-minded coaches kind of build the culture a little better. What are your thoughts behind that? What's your philosophy behind that? Uh, you know, I, I think I think the, the the misunderstanding about coaching to me, I don't. It doesn't matter offense, defense, special teams, where you come from. To me, when you're the head coach, all right, then you're the CEO of that organization. So, um, you know, as far as the line drawing and the and and the scheme part of whether it comes from offense or defense, special teams. I don't think that's the most important thing. It's about being a leader of men. It's about about understanding what it looks like to have a uh, a culture that can be positive and one that you know people an environment where people want to come to work. They're excited to come to work and they're looking forward to to doing the things that need to be done. Because look, there it's it's work. It's a grind, but at the same time, it should be fun. And uh, and football is a game. So you know, I think you want to you know, want to keep that in mind as you're as you're working with with other young men and you're trying to help them be at their best. So, 
you know, that's what we're going to do here in Washington. Two quick hitters, and we'll let you go as we try to beat the clock here on our uh, one-year anniversary of Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Jack Del Rio with us. We appreciate taking the time, Jack. Uh, put your analyst hat on. No, no Washington okay. Redskins sweatshirt on. Uh, analyst hat, Gardner Minshew. How much fun was he to watch from Bristol, Connecticut this year? <laughs> I loved it. I loved the mustache. I love I love the excitement that he brought. It was uh, it was fun to cover. Uh, you know, I was there opening day when <clears throat> when uh, when Foles got hurt and he went in and I think he connected on his first thirteen or fourteen passes in a row and it was like wow. I mean, there's there's something exciting about him. So uh, I thought that was awesome and uh, unfortunate for for Foles. Hopefully he's recovering and ready to return. But you know, it was exciting to see Gardner Minshew. And one last one, a guy you know real well. I think this could be the year, man. Tony Baselli gets into Canton, gets in that Pro Football Hall of Fame. As a former player, as a guy who knows what good is, what great is, uh, how much has he earned a spot in Canton? Well, there's no. the only question mark on Tony is, is how long the career went because he was a dominant, a dominant football player. And uh, anybody that went up against him would attest to that. Uh, and, and so, you know, I would always look, Jonathan Ogden, Tony Baselli, it was like, who, who do you like better? And I was always saying, Baselli, Baselli, Baselli. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, you know, Ogden obviously is in the, in the Hall of Fame, well deserved. Uh, but I think Tony is that, is that type of player. And it's just a matter of people getting past the, the fact that it, you know, it wasn't a, a, a tremendously long career, but it was an exceptional career. Jack Del Rio with us. I could spend another hour with you, man, talking uh, football. But congratulations on the Washington job. Pretty cool. You got Luke working with you on the staff as well. Say hello to him, okay? Oh, you bet, guys. Yeah, good being on with you, man. Congratulations on the uh, one-year anniversary, and best of luck going forward. Thank you. You Thanks, too. Coach. Have a good year in Washington. That's Jack Del Rio, everybody, former Jags coach and uh, good friend of the program. We appreciate his thoughts on a lot of different things. Man, I could have spent about uh, 10 minutes <laughs> at least. I just want to uh, talk uh, some <laughs> philosophy with him, man. I want to talk about some schemes he's going to bring to Washington. But it's interesting, man. He, he went from podcast to analyst and, and where you're supposed to say stuff and, and really not hold anything back, and now he's back in it. Yeah. So now you got to say, okay, uh, let's, uh, <laughs> I'll put For those sure. aside until maybe down the road uh, when he joins us again. But uh, good luck to Jack Del Rio. Uh, with the Washington Redskins, good man, and Ron Rivera that he joins there. Two defensive-minded uh, coaches as well. All right, a couple minutes left, right, Coos? Two minutes to go. I went to do our grand prize in a moment. One other big shout-out to CGC Water. Right here, your water today. Thanks to them for all the water. And uh, check out cgcwater.com. New in 2020, you'll hear their message uh, quite a bit. Uh, if you need a water system, water treatment system at your home, check out CGC Water. Good, good folks at Connecticut. You know, this year we tried, the one thing we tried to do here, yeah, it's a radio show, but I don't look at it like that. It's a, it's a multimedia show, right? We brought video to it, and I did some numbers. 1.3 million, so 1,349,300 views on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Quite frankly, I have no idea what it means, but we appreciate you checking it out and watching. Um, and hopefully that number will grow, and we saw it grow. So we know it's working. We know people are checking it out on the video streams. So we appreciate you doing that or listening in the car or on the stream or uh, on the TuneIn app or on the podcast as well. 248 shows, 80 shows on the road, and we're going on the road eight out of the next ten of them. So here's like 80% of the next couple of weeks. So uh, we're going to continue to do what we do on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, and hopefully uh, – you continue to listen and tell all your friends about it and family about it, and uh, more and more people will continue to listen. All right, you ready for the grand prize? We got our studio audience. Make a little noise so they know you're here, right? Yeah. All right, good. 
So here's the deal. We got a Gardner Minshew signed jersey. We have Orlando Magic tickets, Magic Bucks game. We have a $50 gift card, foreigner tickets, pair of tickets to the Players' Championship. What am I missing? Anything else? Jacksonville Giants tickets, or we already gave those, I think, uh, in the bet. All right. So that's that's good bump, right? So who's got the lucky ticket? Y'all waited for this. I don't know if you really wanted to listen to us. Well, it's not a ticket, though. Remember the guess? Not the ticket. (laughs) Who made the lucky guess? There we go. So the number, the question was, for our live in-studio audience, how many times do we say Jaguars, Jags in the course of our one year? 248 shows. Do you want to know the official number first, or do you want to see the highest and lowest guesses of All everyone right, out there? let's go highest and lowest first. Yeah. Uh, by the way, how many people thought it was over 3,000? All right. How many people thought it was over 5,000? How many people thought it was over 7,000? Still a few hands in the air. Nine thousand. Hmm, I forgot. What they we're go doing. down. How about over twelve thousand? Wow. Okay. Well, that area right there is correct. Over twelve thousand times we mentioned the Jags in some capacity. Hey, Jags, down there, at Jags headquarters. If you're listening, that's free advertising. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. It's probably you're welcome. positive though, either. <laughs> it was really positive. Uh, all right, Coos. How many times exactly? Oh, you maybe put it away. Sorry. We had official number 12,553. 12,553. But now who was the closest? Do you have a name and a winner for our grand prize? Gardner Minshew signed jersey from Palm Beach Autographs. All these tickets, Orlando Magic tickets, $50 gift card, foreigner tickets, pair of tickets to the Players' Championship. Who's, who's the winner? Because then they can blame you. We are looking for Ken Ray. Is he Ken here? Ray, yeah. right up front Ken Ray. with a Minshew <laughs> shirt on. Come on up and get your prize. How many did he guess? He guessed 7,227. Wait, 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 wait. How many did he guess? 7,227. Oh, that's a zip code. 10,540. Had one job. Had one job. Now there's controversy. No, everyone else put the number in the zip code. <laughs> now there's the, no, no, there's controversy. Ken Ray. Thank you, Steve Harvey. Oh, Glenn Ray. You put two on the same card. Oh, okay. Well, then Glenn Ray won. The winner is 12,000. How many people guessed over 12,000? But how much did you go over 14,000? Oh, okay. So that's fine. So the closest to the pin was around 10,000. We do have a scandal on our hands right now. You give it to your brother then. (laughs) Hey, well, at least we kept it in the family cruise. Because next hey, time we're giving that to hey, Nick. I thought it was hey, one Nick, person per slip. Before we get out of here, did we do that right? Did the correct person win? Was this a Steve Harvey moment? Okay. He was the we're closest good. to the pin. Because okay. you could go over or <laughs> under. So congratulations. You guys can fight over that at Thanksgiving. <laughs> all right? Uh, but anyway, hey, at least go to the Magic game, the Foreigner concert, all that together. I know who you have to invite now. Wow, Coos. Hey, I'm Kuz. just doing what I'm told. Man. Hey, Kuz, put that on the promo for next year's show yep. uh, when we celebrate. <laughs> from our mistakes, All right, Dave, we got to go. Film. Scott's probably telling us to get out of here, and we really need to do that to hit the Sports Center update. Have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back at it Monday from Mobile, Alabama, and the Senior Bowl right here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.